This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Monday, January 25th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Authorities in Chester County are investigating after a family was found dead inside of a home on Sunday. The discovery was made at 12.30 in the afternoon on the 100 block of Mountain View Drive in West Whiteland Township. Authorities, According to authorities, relatives from out of state called officers to request a welfare check. Once inside, officers found four family members dead. The initial investigation and evidence at the scene indicated that the incident is the result of a murder-suicide and that there is no threat to the community at large. The incident is currently being actively investigated and no further details will be released at this time, said the West Whiteland Township Police Department in a news release. The victims have not been identified. An autopsy will help determine the exact cause of death. President Joe Biden on Monday will formally reinstate COVID-19 travel restrictions on non-U.S. travelers from Brazil, Ireland, the United Kingdom, and 26 other European countries Uh, that allow travel across open borders, according to two White House officials. South Africa is being added to the restricted list as well because of concerns about a variant of the virus that has spread beyond the nation. Biden is reversing an order from President Trump in his final days in office that called for the relaxation of the travel restrictions as of Tuesday. The decision to reverse the order is not surprising, but the addition of South Africa uh, to the restricted travel list highlights the new administration's concerns about mutations in the virus. The South Africa variant has not been discovered in the United States, but another variant originating in the United Kingdom has been detected in several states. Biden last week issued an executive order directing federal agencies to require international air travelers to quarantine upon U.S. arrival. The order also requires that all U.S. bound passengers ages two and above get negative COVID-19 test results within three days before traveling. Now, speaking of traveling, airlines are still operating, but alcohol is banned in many cabins to help stop the spread of COVID-19. This adding up to a lot of leftover booze. Now, American Airlines is hoping to sell and ship some of its excess wine directly to people's homes. The company uh, said that a new program called American Airlines Flagship Sellers will give customers a chance to buy wine by the bottle in custom curated cases or via a monthly subscription plan that costs $99 a month. Single bottle wine offerings range in price from about $13 to $40, with the most expensive offering uh, is a $300 three-pack of champagne. Campaign. Purchasing the $99 monthly subscription gives customers access to discounted prices, a monthly shipment of three bottles of wine, and customers will rack up uh, American American Airlines advantage miles for every dollar spent. Are those airplane sizes that we're talking about? Uh, like, yeah. no, no, they're, they're full, they're regular, they're full, bottles? They're full yeah. bottles of wine. Yeah, Because I know sometimes they'll come out with even like, look like little pint bottles of wine. Yeah, mm-hmm. some of the airlines have those, but um, like if you sit in first class and stuff like that, yeah. a lot of times they will they have like a regular size bottle and they're just giving you glasses from that. Huh. Uh, the wine bottles are among those that would have been served to customers with American Airlines flagship tickets, a luxury seating option on international and transcontinental flights. American is among several airlines that have also suspended in-flight alcohol sales to minimize the amount of time flight attendants have to interact with customers. The company hopes its new at-home wine program will bring in about forty to fifty thousand dollars in sales during the first three months of the year. In sports this morning. Oh, 
The NFL is down to its final two as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs are headed to the Super Bowl, which will take place in Tampa in two weeks. What the f*** is this? It will be the first time in the 55-year history of the Super Bowl that the city will host its home team. In the NFC Championship, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Packers yesterday afternoon in Green, Green Bay. Tom Brady, the man with six NFL titles, will become the first quarterback to play a Super Bowl on his team's home field. The Tampa Bay defense sacked Aaron Rodgers five times and the Bucs beat the top-seeded Packers 30 31 to 26 for the NFC title. In the AFC game, uh, the Buffalo Bills lost to the Chiefs last night in Kansas City. Quarterback Patrick Mahomes came back from a concussion to lead the Chiefs to a 38-24 victory over the Bills. Mahomes went 29 of 38 passing for 325 yards and three touchdowns in the win. The Sixers have won three games in a row and are back in first place in the Eastern Conference with a record of 12-5. They're in Detroit tonight with another game against the Pistons. Tip-off is scheduled for 7 o'clock. And finally, the Flyers will look to bounce back from losing two straight in Boston when they take on the Devils tomorrow night in New Jersey. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome uh, to a new work week. And with the new work week comes a new Word of the Week prize. And I'm glancing at this. Kathy was talking about the airline selling booze. Well, now we're giving away from Stateside Vodka a case of award-winning vodka. Nice. With a four custom Stateside Rocks glasses set as well. So we'll get you ready for that with the letter today, the Word of the Week. Give that away on Friday. We also have money to give away today. Nice. No Sad Dough continues. So we'll do $500 two times just with us. Five more times throughout the course of the day. You can go to WMMR.com for the full details. But we will begin at 8 a.m. Very simple for you to win. So make sure you play along with us. And we also have a guest on the show, Billy Gardell. Will be joining us, and he is talking about uh, Bob Hart's Abishola, and we've talked to him about that show before. It's a good he's, show. He's a great guy. Yes, uh, it's on tonight at eight thirty on CBS. So we'll talk to Billy around nine or so. And there was a last minute edition. Happy birthday, Preston! Oh, happy birthday! Thank you. Thank you. It is indeed my birthday. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I, I forgot it was my birthday until I, I walked downstairs this morning and, and saw my wife had set up all these little lovely gifts. Oh, little display nice. Great to see. Yeah, it was That's really nice. cool. Yeah, so. All right. Well, anyhow, we will take a break. We'll come back in a second. And the entertainment report, that stuff is coming up with a stupid question as well. So stay with us. We'll be back momentarily. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven's brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dipped Twinkle Twinkle Rose is here. Don't miss out. Imagine the blue color of the sky just before the sun sets when you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. See Steven's exclusive Twinkle Twinkle Rose now at IHateStevenSinger.com. Real jewelers, real roses with a real lifetime guarantee. Ship fast and free. Check out the entire collection of Steven's famous roses starting at only $59. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, stupid question this morning. I'm going to give away a digital download of the powerful martial arts film Born a Champion, starring Sean Patrick Flannery, Katrina Bowden, and Dennis Quaid. Yes. 
And I didn't have a question ready, so I just reached into my question box, and I found this one. And this is just stupid and silly enough, so why not? Name the dance style that Miley Cyrus famously performed at the 2013 MTV Video Music Awards. Oh, wait, 215-263-WMMR. We'll go with that. Why not? Yeah. You know how much it's my birthday, and you know how much I love Miley oh my Cyrus. God. And you're such a fan of modern dance. Name the dance style that Miley Cyrus famously performed at the 2013 MTV Video Music Awards. Let's see if anybody knows the answer <laughs> to that. 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go through some uh, birthdays today on Monday, January 25th. Uh, let's see. We have, and, and, of course, I, I go to look at the... The birthdays and like nobody interesting shares a birthday yeah. with yours truly. Well, that makes you the most interesting. But a little digging did come up with actually uh, since she uh, really started to come up in the in the spotlight several years ago now. But now Alicia Keys celebrates oh, a birthday, with so that's a legitimate, super talented, great talented artist right there. So I'm happy to share a birthday with her, and she turns forty years old today, and she is a full. Service musician, yes. from, uh, everything. I yep. mean, she's she's got a gift. Yep, absolutely. Sings, performs, yes. writes, does the whole deal. Uh, Anna Ortiz from Ugly Betty uh, turns fifty as well. So, well, or, you're I a mean, huge Ugly Betty fan. I, you know, it's right in my wheelhouse here. Uh, Mia Kirshner from the L Word. Yeah, and not another teen movie. Nope. She, yeah, I don't know. She was the yes, you do know her. Okay. You, you'd recognize her in not another teen movie. She was the um, the bad girl Preston. Her thing was she liked to be defecated on. Oh my gosh. Oh, okay, <laughs> he's forty five today. Uh, and Nick dug dug up a local birthday. Brett Selleck's oh! birthday is the same as mine. He is uh, 36 years old. I always ha- I have one main memory of our time with Brent Selleck. What is it? Well, it's when he was doing the, the sausage. Uh, oh, yeah. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Sausage yeah. venture. And we were yeah. at Keenan's, and they had opened up. They, they were going to be serving food that morning. And so we're interviewing him in front of this massive crowd. And uh, and Steve said, all right, so you ready for us to send everybody in there? And Brent had, he had like this scared look on his face. He's like, not yet. <laughs> Hold on a second. Yeah. Is that called Prime Stash? Yeah, Prime yes. Stash. Okay. That was it. Yeah, he, exactly. he realized, I think, again, mind you, here's a guy who was playing in stadiums. Yeah. And, and he walked in and he's like, oh, oh my God. Yep. And so he's thinking, do we have enough do we have enough food? Yep. Always like uh, Brent. He's a, he's a good guy. He's 36 today. And then there was a birthday yesterday. And I have to point this one out because we didn't get a chance. We won't have a chance to, to talk about it. We normally don't celebrate people's birthdays unless it's actually their birthday. But he turned 80 yesterday. It was Neil Diamond's birthday oh, yesterday. Talk about big, man. Yeah. Wow. Legend. Absolutely. Well-deserved. Talk about a great song. I mean, not only a great voice and performer, but a great songwriter. Over the so he wrote for tons of other people. The Monkees have a number of Neil Diamond hits to their credit. Yeah, Barbara uh, Streisand. Yeah. There's loads of people. A, a ton of them. He is... Uh, I love what he did with um, uh, Robbie Robertson, uh, Beautiful Noise, that album that he did, Robbie Robertson produced. Uh, fantastic stuff. He's, you know, a well-deserved legend. Uh, uh, and the well, best song ever? Turn on your heart light. Uh, thank you. Uh, so a happy belated birthday to a legend who turns 80 years old, Mr. Neil Diamond. Uh, so let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. What was the style of dancing that Miley Cyrus famously performed at the 2013 MTV Video Music Awards, and I will go to Jason, see if he knows the answer. Hey, Jason, good morning. 
Good morning. All right, Jason. What was the style of dancing Miley did at the 2013 MTV Video Music Awards? Was she twerking? She was twerking. Yeah! One moment, sir. Hang on, Jason. <laughs> We're going to give you a digital download of the powerful martial arts film Born a Champion, starring Sean Patrick Flannery, Katrina Bowden, and uh, Dennis Quaid. And once in a lifetime opportunity, knocks twice. Experience the inspirational film about the love for family. The drive for yeah. greatness and the willingness to never give up without a fight in select theaters on digital and on demand now rated R from Lionsgate, by the way. Uh, at the box office, uh, number one again, The Marksman with Liam Neeson, followed by The Crudes, New Age. Unbelievable. Uh, Wonder Woman was third. Wonder Woman 1984, third, followed by Monster Hunter, News of the World, Fatale. Uh, Promising Young Woman, Our Friend was eighth, and then you have The War with Grandpa, and number ten was... Pinocchio. Um, top story, and we're probably going to touch a little bit later on, but there were some really, really big uh, celebrities that passed away over the yeah. weekend. Uh, Hank Aaron died on Friday. Legend. And then on Saturday was uh, Larry King passed away. Uh, so you're talking about two big, big names in their industry. In baseball. Mm-hmm. And it, well, not both <laughs> in baseball, but yeah. uh, obviously. So that was pretty wild. And it was uh, right at the tail end of the show. I mean, we had just signed off, and I saw that Hank Aaron had died. Yeah. And uh, and then followed that up the next day with uh, with Larry King. I was like, oh, my God, man. He's just absolute legend. Sure, uh, yeah. But they, they had long, fruitful lives. Uh, Hank was 86. Larry was uh, 87 years old. So a little bit later on, I think we'll expand a little bit, maybe play some clips. Talk a little about those guys, and because uh, yeah. there's a lot to unpack. Well there. worth talking about. Absolutely. So I have some other stories, though. Uh, Christina Ricci's estranged husband, James uh, Heerdigan, was shot down by a judge after attempting to get a restraining order against her. What is she, like 3'8 and 80 pounds? A hearing has been scheduled for February 11th in L.A. In his filing, People reports that uh, Heerdigan uh, claimed Ricci would, quote, drink in excess on an almost daily basis, and that would lead to alleged rants and raves from the actress toward huh. him and their six-year-old son, Freddie. I never heard any of this stuff. I mean, not that we would hear everything about Christina Ricci, but has she ever had any issues like I, this? Not that I know of publicly. Yeah. I don't remember her like ever getting arrested no. or, or anything like that. I mean, she's had an interesting life, um, but uh, her lawyer, Samantha Spector, said that this filing is nothing more than a transparently abusive attempt to silence my client. It will not work. Christina will not be intimidated by Mr. Heerdigan and his barrage of misleading claims, and she remains determined to protect her family. Now, the the denial comes days after Ricci was given a restraining order against him for Uh, alleged domestic violence. So he's, you know... It's the game. He's turning it back around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In Ricci's filing against Heerdigan, the actress claimed that she was subjected to severe physical and emotional abuse by him with many of these acts of abuse taking place in front of their son. Uh, So his attorney, Larry Backman, said, (laughs) uh, despite the court's denial of Mr. Hirtigan's request for temporary orders, trial on the merits has been set on a far more abbreviated schedule than provided to Ms. Ricci. Uh, trial on Mr. Uh, Ms. Ricci's trial on Mr. Hirtigan's request for permanent orders is set for February 11th where she is not set until March 10th. A reasonable inference is that the court is far more concerned with Mr. Heerdigan's allegations, particularly with respect to the best interest and safety of the couple's child 
as opposed to the allegations made by Miss Ricci. How do you hash this crap out? I mean, how do you, you know what I do? I I I'd make them both participate in a flirty dancing session. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right, Preston? Yes, and then I mean, see if they can't patch it up. I think the truth comes out. In when flirty, you dive dancing. Into flirty dancing. That's when you're at your raw. You can't hide no. who you are when you you're dancing flirtily. Exactly. So maybe no maybe. words you communicate through dance. That might be the answer. Uh, Dave Chappelle tested positive for COVID. He is completely asymptomatic, according to his reps. Uh, when he canceled the rest of his tour, some are concerned. While he did that, some are concerned about photographs of him hanging with Grimes, Elon Musk, and Joe Rogan shortly before he learned that he was positive. Uh, Chappelle is in isolation for now. He's been performing shows since June in Ohio and Texas, and the audience has only been welcomed after being rapid tested, and Chappelle himself has been getting daily tests. He's not the only performer to get COVID after resuming live socially distanced appearances. Ellen DeGeneres got it as well. She's now recovered. Well, there's another issue here, Preston, because there's a photograph of him in a pickup basketball game with the Pope and the Queen. No. And uh, that's something to be concerned about. They're both older. So Grimes shared that she tested positive for COVID a few weeks ago. In the photograph, none of them are wearing masks. Rogan, however, debunked rumors that Grimes infected Chappelle. Uh, He said, because people are asking, I was not exposed to the person who had COVID, and I have tested negative every day this week. He also wrote that also the person that gave COVID to Dave was not Elon's partner, Grimes, uh, Musk and Grimes recently welcomed a child. <laughs> Everybody dumps on Grimes. I don't know anything about her. Neither do I. Yeah. I feel like I know her. It sounds like a name you know. Uh, Grimes. I mean, I've heard of her through the Elon Musk connection, yeah. but I don't really know anything. I've heard of Elon Musk. About uh, Grimes. <laughs> you know, it's a good follow on Twitter is Bored Elon Musk. It's, uh, you know, it's a parody account. Oh, is it? Yeah. But he just comes up with dumb ideas, <laughs> you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. So, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker. Oh. We're hanging out on Friday at her mom Chris's Palm Springs home. Uh, th- so there's there's rumors about them being a couple, maybe maybe not. It doesn't seem. Uh, they were spotted uh, grabbing dinner in Malibu in 2019. They were seen hanging together in a vegan restaurant in 2018. But according to this other follow up story, I saw the pair have been casually dating. Since around December. Really? And their relationship is building on what had previously created their strong friendship. So according to an insider, they said it's been very low-key. They are a really good match, and Courtney's entire family already loves Travis. Uh, They've been neighbors and great friends for years, and it just recently turned romantic. What's the age difference on those two? I think they're pretty close in age. Yeah, and I'm okay with her. With anybody but Scott Disick. So whoever takes her away from that clown. All right. Uh, the source points out that the drummer had been interested for quite some time in kicking things up a notch. And as it turns out, his attentiveness as a dad made him quite appealing to the mom of three. You're so hot. Uh, the insider said, Travis has always had an eye for Courtney. Mm. The, the chemistry and flirtation has always been there. Oh, um, this is magical then. They have a lot in common, and Courtney has always been attracted to how Travis is as a parent. He's an amazing hands-on dad, and Courtney loves that about him. Uh, they love relaxing at home with their kids, and everyone gets along. It's going well, and they aren't putting pressure on it, being super well, serious at this point. Here's the birth of a new Hollywood super couple. Maybe. We'll have to see. It's amazing. So that'd be nice if it works out for the two of them. Uh, Eva Mendez is opening up about her decision to swear off social media a bit uh, because of her daughters. 
She had said, let your kids call you out. It's not disrespect. It's healthy. She had shared this in a post originally from the Twitter account uh, Latinx Parenting. Uh, kids can be so fiercely aligned with their values, she said, that they will take nothing less than the respect that they deserve. Eva Mendes is right. Uh, they will not take BS, not even from you. She said, I haven't posted lately because my little one told me that I was on the phone too much. She's still with Ryan Gosling, yes? I believe so, yeah. yeah. Uh, she said, I could tell that she was taking it personally, and she's a kid, and of course she'd take it personally. They take things personally unless we go out of our way to make it clear that it's uh, to them that it's not personal. Wow, I think we could learn a lot from Eva Mendes. <laughs> so she kind of called her out, and she said she's taking a break from it. So I like her. Might be a good thing. I do like her, too. Uh, let's see. All right. Um, yeah. Kristen Cavallari and Jay Cutler. <laughs> This is bizarre. Showed up on Instagram together Friday in a selfie posted uh, to both of their accounts. Kristen and Jay both wrote identical and super cryptic captions saying the word is the world is full of users. Ten years can't break that. Now, fans quickly mined the cryptic message for meaning. One wrote, nobody is going to break your bond. You guys are uh, are parents. You, wait, nobody's going to break your bond. You guys are parents of beautiful children. No one. And another one said, oh, I love you two so much. <laughs> that was me. That, that was, that was you. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's going to break you two apart. I love, oh, I love you two so much. It sounded like it was him. I, I did like the post. Uh, I think I, so. Is, we don't understand now that as I've been following up on this, Marissa mentioned it last night during our conference call, is that they're saying regardless of the split, people are trying to. Uh, play off that or divide them against each other even more are not going to succeed? Is that what I'm getting? Or is it all just I, a I big, don't know. I don't know what happened. I just saw the picture over the weekend and thought, okay, something happened and they're saying screw you to whoever yeah. it was oh. in the middle of it as if you can't break our bond even though we're getting divorced. It's this chick from Southern, what is it, Marissa? Oh, the reality show, yeah. Yeah, so there's a girl from Southern Charm. Apparently yeah. her and Jay hooked up at some point, oh. but they tried to keep it on the DL. Um, she went on... That means the down low <laughs> yeah. for those who aren't savvy. Go ahead. She, she went on all of the, like, Andy Cohen shows, and when they asked if they Whore. were hooking up, she was like, ooh, I don't kiss and tell, which is obviously yes. the annoying way of saying <laughs> yeah. yes. Um, Connor, can you pull up her Instagram yesterday? Uh, so apparently she went on this, like, tirade yesterday of putting out, they call it receipts, but it's like screen captures of her texts with him, uh, texting in. When, when did Why receipt did become a word? Because I just yeah. read that in another story, and I'm like... I thought they literally meant receipts from, like, purchasing something. Yeah, right. I guess it maybe is, like, read receipts or something like that. Okay. I don't know. But, but it's also, just proof. That's all I yeah. really knew. Okay. These young hipsters. She also yeah. filled up her uh, her timeline yesterday with all of these very, I'm going to throw out another word, very thirsty photos of, like, her in, like, <laughs> bikinis and stuff like that. Like, oh, not letting this bother me. Where the other drama comes in, so she has this boyfriend named Austin. Okay. Apparently, last month, um, Kristen and Austin and other friends were all hanging out in Nashville. Steve, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. I immediately, uh, in my mind, I went to Morgan Freeman. It was at that point that Preston. <laughs> well, Except Marissa, that. Marissa, I'm with you, real quick. As Marissa battled on, it became clear to Preston that he could give her a chance. 
No, I'm file. I'm following. I care. Um, who, wait, who is Austin? <laughs> I know Austin's on Southern Charm. All I know is but Austin. He's is also... friends with Kristen or the gir- other girl. Holy <laughs> hell! Yeah. I what? thought Austin was attention. Jack Tripper's cousin, wasn't yeah. he? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Austin. Okay, got it. Yeah, Austin and her dated. They broke up. Apparently, Austin's like a brewer. She was like, "Oh, you don't make enough money for me. You need Budweiser money." So, like, there's drama there. <laughs> but so Austin and Kristen no. posted this photo no. where they were dancing on each no. other's shoulders, singing to Taylor no. Swift. No. Okay, no. singing, no. "We will never." Get no, back together. No. So no. Madison no. made fun of the fo- the fo- the video no. a few and days later, the drama. No. and this is where no. all the drama unfolds. Okay, no. I'm with you, Marissa. Steve Only- could feel the life force leaving his body. <laughs> We've lost and there everyone. There was a of white light. I he bet walked you- down, and family and friends who had long ago passed came to greet him. <laughs> but yet he felt his work on Earth was not done yet. He heard Preston calling to him. <laughs> and he was back at his broadcast microphone, confident that Marissa had finished her story. <laughs> no, Marissa no. and I are actually going to continue this on a podcast later, so oh, if you want, we'll God. talk about it. Thank God. I'm sure like 10% of our audience cares about this. No, I just wanted 10%? to know. 10? 10? Really? Being generous. 10%? A lot of people. Someone's excited we talked about it, and I also probably got some details wrong, so sorry. No, you, no listen, it's all, right. all good. Uh, I really just wanted you guys to see the Madison bikini photos because she was no, like, they, they, she looks great. No, yeah. they, it's, it's like none of the, they, we're not talking Susan Boyle territory here. <laughs> I mean, obviously they're all going to be hot. Yeah, oh, yeah. thirsty. Thirsty. Wow. I'm so thirsty. Thuddly. How do you actually let someone know if you're actually just thirsty? If you want a liquid, <laughs> uh, um, I need, no, I need uh, like if you go if you go up to a bartender, is he going to is likely to give you a handy as opposed to I'm really thirsty. Well, drop your pants. No, I would like a drink, you dumbass. It is. It's so noticeable, though, when people are thirsty on Instagram and yeah. they, you know, they are recently single. Um, but uh, our buddy Kyle Mack, I think he he just broke up recently because he just wrote wrote a post about breaking up and put that up on Instagram. So you can be completely subtle and post th- uh, thirsty photos, or you can post a blatant photo saying I broke up and breaking up is hard. Okay. Well, you're you know? tr- you're trying to telegraph that you're ready to receive in- inquiries. Yeah, I mean, Instagram really can be a dating site if you let it. Sure. And uh, so why not? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the way things are done now. So anyhow, I don't I don't know what any of that was, but yeah. we'll be right on top of it. Absolutely. <laughs> when news anything. breaks, tune away from us. Mm-hmm. We are though, and I blame um, Brittany. All right, so Saturday Night Live returns on January 30th with five shows in a row. Justin Krasinski, Dan Levy, and Regina King have all signed on to host the first three shows of the new year. Musical guests will be Machine Gun Kelly, Phoebe Bridgers, and Nathaniel Rateliff. Oh, cool. Uh, Krasinski will kick things off on January 30th. Uh, with Machine Gun Kelly. So what's the tie-in with John Krasinski? Is it, uh, you know, yeah, I know they, they just postponed A Quiet Place again. Yeah, I actually have that story. Son of a bitch! But they've, they've pushed that back a little bit. In fact, it's not going to be, I think, Steve, until fall. Hang on a second here. Yeah, uh, September 17th, 2021. Okay. Uh, and that's a new date, uh, is the fourth for the film opening. Uh, Paramount originally scheduled for opening in U.S. theaters March 20th, of last year, um, made unworkable, of course, by the pandemic. And there it was moved September 4th, but that was delayed because of the persistence of the outbreak. And it was then sent to April of this year as speculation swirled that the film would bow on the uh, CBS streaming service. And uh, now it's again a theatrical release, and they're pushing it back to September. He was doing those uh, Some Good News um, newscasts on YouTube, and I really enjoyed them at the beginning of the pandemic, and then stopped, didn't do any for like eight months, and then uh, did another one in uh, in December, which was good again. 
Uh, and I don't know when the next season of Jack Ryan comes out too, because there's a third no, season. No, I want to see that. Yeah, yes. you, I mean that that requires you can't you can't do that on one set. You got to. Yeah, you're right. That's a world traveling thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, Steve, you know I had mentioned uh, Larry King and Hank Aaron passed away, and obviously those are big celebs. We're going to talk a little bit more and play some clips in a little while. But a guy uh, passed away. I was sad to see this actor, Gregory Sierra. Yes! Um, he played, uh, he was on Barney Miller. He was, uh, Sanford and Son is where he kind of broke out sure. as well. Big, um, big time character actor. Yeah, he's in tons of stuff. Man. Shows in the 70s and 80s. Uh, yep, and uh, he was 83 years old. The New York born and raised actor of uh, Puerto Rican descent. Uh, found success in his recurring role as Fred G. Sanford's neighbor, who was uh, Julio Fuentes. And his career remained steady through the end of the 90s, often uh, finding Sierra playing law enforcement roles. He appeared on Miami Vice, Murder, She Wrote, Hill Street Blues, MacGyver. Uh, TV roles included guest spots on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and The X-Files as well. Uh, before making it to Sanford and Son, he had ties to Norman Lear. He had appeared... In one episode of All in the Family, as a character named Paul Benjamin, a Jewish extremist, Paul and Archie Bunker struck up a friendship after someone had paint a, uh, painted a swastika on the family's front door. And uh, Paul offers uh, the Bunker's protection, but is ultimately killed in a car bomb. And it is the only episode of All in the Family with no audience applause to close out the show. Yeah. So it was an important one. Uh, he was in The Towering Inferno. I, I think I remember that episode. Um, he uh, played a mutant called Verger in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. So other film roles included Papillon, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, Orson Welles, The Other Side of the Wind. So, and the Honey, I Blew Up Papillon, which uh, is a bizarre wow. sequel. <laughs> I didn't know that. Honey, where I they have a huge Papillon. French fugitive. Okay. Uh, but I always dug him whenever I saw yeah, him. Yeah, good and, character um, actor. So that was, that was sad news. Uh, Tom Brokaw. Formally retiring from NBC News after an extraordinary 55 years with the network. Brokaw uh, out. <laughs> uh, Brokaw is 80, best known for anchoring the NBC Nightly News from 1982 through 2004. I decided to end my broadcast journalism career. I could not get the image out of my head of a long-haired man I met at a supermarket in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> The fear and bloodlust in this man's eyes haunted me. That's right. He brushed off Pierre yeah. one time. <laughs> Over by the salad bar. Oh, that's right. The salad. Yeah. 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 Uh, he has been uh, the network's senior correspondent in recent years, enjoying a uh, form of semi-retirement while contributing essays to NBC and MSNBC programs. What I did over my summer vacation. In his uh, most recent essay, uh, he called the coronavirus pandemic America's greatest test since the, since the Civil War. Uh, Brokaw was absent from NBC's election and inauguration coverage, a fact that was partially attributed to his age and health. NBC announced his retirement in a press release on Friday that credited him with more than half a century of award-winning reporting. Uh, The network said that Brokaw will continue to be active in print journalism, authoring books and articles and spending time with his wife, Meredith, three daughters and grandchildren. And hot yoga. Uh, He also remains active on Twitter, where he posted a tribute to Hank Aaron after the baseball legend died on Friday. So he's officially hanging it up with NBC. But he, he'll he never stop no. contributing. In fact, he still po- he posted on Twitter something about Jay Cutler and Kristen Cavallari. Oh, he did. Yeah. Yeah. What's it? going on with those two? <laughs> <laughs> Man, is he, she looks incredibly thirsty in that picture. Yeah. And Jay. Well, but well. you got... You got to hand it to Brokaw because he was up against uh, Peter Jennings and Dan Rather, and he beat them all the time. He was, I crushed those pussies. He was number one, so 
Why, Benefit was under, rather kept slurping up his own tongue, <laughs> and Jennings' hair kept knocking his head forward. So, uh... No, he, I mean, that was the height of monolithic anchors. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, uh, so he's officially hey, hey, hey. hanging it up. All right, so... Uh, sticking with the news anchors for a moment, Fox announced Friday that it is reviving America's Most Wanted, the iconic crime show. And Yay. they'll be doing it with Emmy-winning journalist and former ABC News uh, anchor Elizabeth Vargas as host. I like Elizabeth Vargas. I've always had a bit of a crush on her, to be she honest. She knows it. Uh, the revival would debut in March. Uh, Vargas will ask for viewers' help each week as she breaks down cases from the show's new headquarters, consulting with a team of experts representing law enforcement units such as the FBI, U.S. Marshal's Office, and Secret Service. They're taking an interesting tact with this one, Preston. They're actually going to help the wanted elude the police. That's a bold new strategy and approach. At the show, uh, who the original the original host was um, John Walsh. What his name? Yes, yeah. right. He he had lost his his own son, Adam. Adam, Adam yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, now he does uh, like first alert commercials. The new series, which builds on its original format, will also take advantage of advanced crime fighting technology such as augmented reality and life size three D avatars that will illustrate what suspects might look like now. Well, nobody looks like the creatures in Avatar. Uh, map tracking will also uh, take viewers hot on the trail of suspects, and social media will be used to connect viewers to the America's Most Wanted team. I had seen a an interesting story. It was years and years after the the show was established. Right, but they would um, they would reenact obviously crimes and moments uh, in, in on the show, and the actors that would portray the the suspects. Police, they were getting police called on them all the yes, time. Yes, because people had seen them on yeah. national television portraying these criminals. Exactly, and they thought, well, that's got to be the guy. Yep, and uh, 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 they would they would all the time get uh, uh, contacted by police, thinking that they were the suspect. It's true, and the show was very successful in in uh, helping nab criminals. Almost oh, definitely, uh, during its original twenty five season run, America's Most Wanted helped capture more than. 1,186 criminals, including 17 on the FBI's most 10 or 10 most wanted list, and also had reunited 43 missing children with their families. That's it's amazing. Great. Uh, the show originally aired on Fox from 1988 to 2011 and had a short run on Lifetime in 2012. Well, you forget our own show. We farted into mason jars. Oh, yep. Mm-hmm. Right. We've had a uh, sig- moments yeah, on I our think program so, where we've helped society. Uh, here's another, uh, death that happened in the entertainment world. No one whose name most likely you would know, but certainly you've seen him. A guy named Remy Julien. Yeah, uh, is he a stunt racer? Was one of the world's best-known stuntmen, uh, devising the crashes, crunches, and collisions of more than 1,400 films. I'll, rem- I'll know where you'll remember him from, Preston, when I first got introduced to his name. He used to do the commercials for, I believe it was Fiat. He would do stunt oh, driving during that. those commercials. No kidding. Stunt driver Remy Julien backs off a cliff or whatever the hell it okay. was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, in many, he made himself appear uh, appear un- uh, anonymously, of course. Uh, and over the 50-year career, he was the body double who took the danger shots uh, for a host of stars, including Roger Moore, Timothy Dalton, Charles Bronson, uh, Elaine DeLeon, uh, Jean-Paul uh, Belamondo, and in a wig, appropriate clothing, he also took on the form of Sophia Loren, uh, Carol Bouquet, and Gina Lollobrigida. Uh, he had died in he France. He must have had a huge rack. Uh, he was uh, 90, and it was complications due to coronavirus. 
Among his most famous works are the chase scenes in 1969's The Italian Job, in which a fleet of Mini Coopers in Turin cross the river, dive into the metro, and jump from the roof of a Fiat factory. Uh, Julien worked on six James Bond films. Uh, In For Your Eyes Only, he went behind the wheel of Roger Moore and Carol Bouquet's battered yellow Citron 2CV against the villain's slicker cars. And License to Kill, he balanced a truck at 45 degrees. Yeah. And in A View to a Kill, Bond's car fell gradually to pieces after a series of knocks on the Paris Quays. And that was him doing that. Uh, A lifelong lover of motorcycles and anything driven at speed. Uh, He had specialized in spectacular destruction, but he was committed to the maximum uh, elimination of risk and calculated his stunts with extreme precision. Uh, French film director uh, Claude Lelouch had described him as mad but rational. Uh, He had many hairy moments, and uh, early in his career, he had uh, destroyed his left ankle at the time. It got caught underneath a car. Uh, but the saddest episode uh, was the death of a cameraman hit by a car in the filming of Taxi 2 in 1999. Uh, Julian was initially convicted of negligence, uh, but this was overturned on appeal when he argued that the production company had failed to follow his advice for a test run. So he's 90 years old, but an absolute legend in the world of stunts, especially when it came to cars. Uh, yeah, uh, tons of stuff to marvel at. Yeah, uh, Adele's divorce Ooh. from her estranged husband, Simon Konecki is finally moving forwards almost uh, two years after the couple first separated. Why does it take so effing long? I don't know. Us, Us Weekly reported on Thursday that the pair have finally come to an agreement on their divorce settlement. There you go. We don't like each other. After the singer filed a judgment packet with the court on January 15th, but she won't be officially divorced from Konecki until a judge signs off on the agreement. Didn't he go to Rydell High? He did. Yeah. And you know what? A, a hickey from Konecki <laughs> is like a Hallmark card. You only care to send the very best. Adele and Konecki, who share an eight-year-old son, Angelo, decided to hash out the rest of their rights to community property and debts through mediation. Uh. Uh, the strange couple originally separated in April 2019 before Adele officially filed for divorce in September of that year. They first went public with their relationship in January 20, uh, 2012. This guy looks like a caveman. Uh, announcing a pregnancy just six months later and marrying in May 2018. Yeah, she's she's had a big metamorphosis since then. She's Yeah, since the breakup, up and, there have been lots of rumors yeah. about her romantic life linking her to various high-profile musicians from Drake to British Raptor Skepta. Uh, but despite... What those reports may say, Adele insists she's still very much single. I thought she was with Sucrest. Skepta. Skepta. Mm-mm. He's got a bit. I think he has Skepta. <laughs> oh, no. All right, and then one last story. Uh, AMC is renewing Eli Roth's History of Horror. Love for it. Third season. And the second season had featured Bill Hader, Megan Fox, Rachel True, and Rob Zombie. The third season. Just to name a few. Will feature episodes <laughs> titled Sinister Psychics. Infections, Mad Scientist, Apocalyptic Horror, Sequels That Don't Suck, and Holiday Horror. Uh, this is a great show. He sits down with uh, you know people like Stephen King and top horror directors, people who are very influenced, scarred by these various movies. And so they'll hit about you know six or seven, maybe eight movies during the um, during each episode. But it's uh, it's a great insight. I love it. 
Roth said, I'm beyond thrilled to continue this incredible deep dive into horror history with all these legends, rising stars, and fans. I'm thankful to all those who have come together to celebrate and catalog the genre we love in a show that will play for generations to come. As you can imagine. He said, we've had the most amazing discussions, and so many older films are being rediscovered through the show. And it's accompanying podcast. As uh, you can imagine. He said, uh, thank you to AMC, Shudder, my uh, incredible producers, and the contribution <laughs> contributors and fans who supported us. We have, we, have to, we have to create a horror character who's, that's what you hear when you're about to die. Oh, my God. As yes. you can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no! Yep. All right. Uh, we're ready for clips. This week marks halfway point of the final season of the Gallagher's over-the-top shenanigans around the north side of Chicago. And in this clip, Ethan Kutkowski reflects on his decade-long run portraying Carl on Shameless. Here we go. Being from the west suburbs out there, I've been doing this since I was 11 years old, around fifth grade, is when we first started shooting and did not really comprehend that it was going to come to this now being 21 years old and finishing it out. It's definitely a bittersweet feeling, but also good to see the progression that we've all been doing. I don't give a f- uh, New episodes of Shameless airs Sunday on Showtime. You still watching it, Kathy, or no? Um, yes, I am still watching a little bit of it. Like, I got, you know, a little, not bored, but it was like the same thing over and over again. But it just, like, they keep getting worse and worse. Is it time to wrap it up, you think? Um, you know what? I'm not at the last season yet. Like, I'm still a little okay. bit behind. But, um, so, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Here's the next clip. In Our Friend. A man puts his life on hold to help out a couple whose lives have been flipped upside down following a terminal cancer diagnosis. And here, Casey Affleck, who plays the husband in The Troubled Couple, uh, discusses how the film shows the true meaning of friendship. In this movie, you know, Jason Siegel plays a guy who shows up for this couple and, and when they're in sort of their darkest hour, and he's a really good friend. And it's a great performance and it, it sort of captures, you know, the essence of like what it means to be a good friend, to be there when... When someone needs you, even if it's the last place that you want to be. Shut the f*** up! Our friend is in theaters and on video on demand right now. And that's it. That's your report for today. Your this, birthday report. It is my birthday Yay. report. Thank you. It is special just for you guys. All right. So, okay. Stop it. <laughs> We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Don't forget, we have money to give away. No sad dough, 8, 8, and 10, just to get you started, just to just to wet your beak a little, as they say. Just to dip your wick. And we're also going to have Billy Gardell on the program, too. So a bunch going on. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Want to see something funny? Uh, or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. So, uh, yeah, we had had a few uh, iconic people pass uh, over the weekend. And Larry King and Hank Aaron, uh, the the two main ones, I'm sure a few other people that probably uh, pass as well. And we covered uh, some of them in uh, the entertainment news. But... Uh, you know, there was, those are some big, big names in their respective industries. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, uh, Hank Aaron, and he had, he had died on Friday, and we didn't get a chance to talk about it on uh, uh, at the end of the, the program when we were on the air. But um, it, It's kind of odd that Hank Aaron was often referred to as the Larry King of baseball, uh, wow. yeah. and Larry King was referred to as the Hank Aaron of interviewing. You know, it's mutual respect, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, out of that. 
No, but Hank Aaron was, uh, I mean, if you think about it, you know, I mean, Babe Ruth had held on to that record for so long. They thought it was actually, it always used to be sort of the conventional thinking. It's unbreakable. There's no right. one's going to surpass that. Right. And um, he did. Yeah. And uh, he he had done it amidst, and, and here he is in the deep south, a black man, a black player. He had faced so much scrutiny and just flat out threats and, and there were hatred for people him. not happy about that Babe Ruth record being broken and 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 that he was head, heading up on it and he called all kinds of hell for it yeah from, and it, from idiots and it was you know and it was compounded by the fact that he was black and uh and but he he remained the the absolute study in grace uh, and composure. During, and composure yeah. during that whole thing. I would have got out of my freaking mind. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, there was a woman who was hired by the Braves to go through the mail uh, and report it to the FBI. That's how bad it got over the years. And so um, his his steadiness over the years, and he never had a, a season, I don't think, that he hit more than 46 home runs. He hit uh, more than... Um, he had 20 consecutive years where he hit more than 20. He just was unbelievable at the plate. And, yeah, he just did it all with grace and composure. I spoke with my dad over the weekend, uh, and my dad was a huge Hank Aaron fan. He went and saw him play in 1957 when he was still with the Milwaukee Braves. Uh, the Milwaukee moved to Atlanta years later. My dad saw him play the Phillies in a doubleheader, and it was so fascinating because my dad was 10 years old at the time. He could recite the entire lineup of that entire Braves lineup and Phillies lineup from 1957 when my dad was 10 years old. And I was like, what did you have for lunch yesterday, Dad? And he was like, I don't have any have idea, no but that the, the lineup from the Braves, and he got to see Hank Aaron, you know, at the beginning of his career when he was still just an incredible hitter. You talk about uh, his home runs, and that's like you know, it, you know, the signature sure. of the calling card or whatever. But listen to this stat: if Hank Aaron never hit a single home run in his career, he would still have three thousand and sixteen career hits, yeah. which is an absolute. I mean, that's yeah, unbelievable. That, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. He collected his 3,000th hit, Harem reading, uh, in uh, 1970. So that is a super exclusive club as well, obviously. So they, and uh, correct, you guys are, are, are much more base, baseball aficionados, aficionados than am I. Now that they are including accomplishments that were, say, in the, what they used to refer to as the Negro, the Negro Leagues. Leagues, yeah. Um, um, he would have would he have gotten to the breaking of Babe Ruth's record earlier? I don't think he ever played in the Negro League, Steve. I think he went right to the majors. Did uh, he? No, 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 no. Yeah, he did. Uh, did Nick. He? Uh, yeah, it says here uh, Negro League and minor league career uh, in the uh, in Wikipedia, and I'd seen an article and I didn't read it about how he was looking back on his time in the Negro League. So, Steve, I don't know what his. Oh, you're right. He did. Uh, I don't know what his record was or, or how much of a. Well, it's only there's three career. months. Okay, oh, that just was three it. months. Okay, yes. okay. Indiana, okay. Was, he played two hundred dollars. You're right. Um, but yeah, they're adding like Satchel Pages and and uh, all these um, great Negro Leagues players uh, to the Major League Baseball's records as well. Right. Huh. But but he was something else, man. Uh, and, and there's the, the, there's a petition started. I don't know if they'll do it, but they're. You know, he was hammering Hank Aaron. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe changing the name of the uh, team of the Braves to the Hammers. Oh, that'd be cool. In his, uh, in his honor. It'd be uh, incredibly special for him and his family. So I watched the home run, uh, the seven fifteen in Atlanta, and uh, the Vince Gully call is pretty awesome. But we have uh, it. Do you know who was playing left field for the Dodgers at the time? I didn't know this until uh, over the weekend. If you say Joan Rivers, I'll freeze. It's not Joan Rivers. <laughs> 
Wait, uh, Tommy Lasorda? No, no, no. It's a, uh, a famous baseball player, infamous for another play, and uh, he started his career with the Dodgers, and he was playing left field. It was Bill Buckner. Oh, wow. Oh, Red Sox yeah, fan. Yeah, Bill legendary Bill Buckner. Yeah, playing left field for the Dodgers and went over his head and into the dugout. <gasps> okay. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. Uh, we, have the, we have the Vin Scully call. Here we go. Fastball is a high drive into deep left center field. Buckner goes back to the fence. There goes Buckner goes back, mm-hmm. yep. It is gone. Fireworks, obviously. What a marvelous moment for baseball. What a marvelous moment for Atlanta and the state of Georgia. What a marvelous moment for the country and the world. A black man is getting a standing ovation in the Deep South for breaking a record of an all-time baseball idol. And it is a great moment for all of us, and particularly for Henry Aaron, who was met at home plate not only by every member of the Braves, but by his father and mother. He threw his arms around his father, and as he left the home plate area, his mother came running across the grass, threw her arms around his neck, kissed him for all she was worth. As Aaron circled the bases, the Dodgers on the infield shook his hand, and that was a memorable moment. Aaron is being mobbed by photographers. He is holding his right hand high in the air. And for the first time in a long time, that poker face of Aaron shows the tremendous strain and relief of what it must have been like to live with for the past several months. Yeah. yeah. Deep embrace from Joan Rivers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Boy, yeah. Vim I mean, was one of the best ever, man. Yeah, I mean, that's pure poetry in, in the moment, yeah. yeah. And then uh, President Nixon called uh, down to the to the field. Yes, it's Hank there. <laughs> well, so Steve, Nixon, he, Dick Nixon. He called, yeah. I mean, the game wasn't over. Right? Yeah. It wasn't a walk-off home run, so so Hank Aaron goes back out and he's playing, and so Nixon calls. Put Joan Rivers on the <laughs> Joan Rivers wasn't there, <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> but but Henry Aaron had to say to the uh, to the, the clubhouse guy, uh, I can call the president back after the game. Right. And so right. he did, and then they had a pleasant conversation. But the funny thing, and uh, I saw this story that um, Hank Aaron told on Letterman in 1982. It's a great story. And uh, so Nixon invited him and his wife and his parents to the White House. And so Henry Aaron gladly accepted he wanted to go to visit. But he didn't make it to the White House in time before Nixon had to resign. So we never got to meet <gasps> Nixon in the, in the no president. Kidding. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Wow, wow. I, you know what? I've, I've, my, my baseball fandom has, has waned a bit as I've gotten older. But as a kid, I, I loved it. And when, when these guys would go on home run streaks yeah. and you'd have somebody, you know, especially, and I know we look back in hindsight with a little bit of, a little more twenty twenty in Road, yeah. Mark McGuire and, and Sammy Sosa, but when that stuff is happening, now that's the way you use steroids, yes, right? <laughs> when that stuff is happening, it is so exciting. Uh, when they're when you've got somebody battling and well, slowly working their way up to a record, he was that was legit. Uh, yeah, and then uh, you know people like that, people that you uh, iconic like uh, Willie Mays, oh man, or or um um. So many others, you know. I, I remember I, again. I'm, I'm like you. My my baseball yeah. fascination has waned over the years. But there was a time where you, it, it, it the whole station was the whole excuse me the whole country was just absolutely enthralled by this ascent. Amazing. So, yep. So Hank Aaron was uh, one of the biggies that we lost over the weekend.
And then another gentleman, uh, Mr. Larry King, passed. He was 87. Hank was 86, and uh, Larry King was 87 years old today. Hey, Larry. Uh, he died over the weekend, passed away at uh, Cedar sinai Medical Center. Um, as of when I saw the story over the weekend, no cause of death was given. A spokesperson said that on January 4th that he had COVID-19 and received supplemental oxygen and had been moved out of intensive care. I have no idea if it contributed to his death or not as of yet. He had had a number of procedures or things, uh, uh, you know, bouts with cancer that he beat. So um, yeah. uh, maybe it just took its toll and warmed down and he, you know, he uh, he was just uh, so couldn't couldn't take it. Here's the deal with Larry. I never really watched Larry King. I am quite aware of his legend, yeah, and have seen excerpts of his interviews throughout the years. But I never really sat down and spent time with Larry King. He wasn't appointment viewing for me, but when he would get those, and he would get them, those uh, you know gets as far as they say oh, in the interview world, huge ones, right? So so uh, I would tune in for those, and there yeah. were always some some pretty fascinating ones. Um, you know, and he built his legend, you know, as, as would be said, he didn't do a lot of prep, I guess he told. Well, he, yeah. Yeah. We had actually, we were on a panel yeah. with Larry King in Los Angeles. I think it was in 2012 and we met him and he was a nice guy. We got a chance to get a picture with him. I sent it yeah. to Marissa. It's a terrible picture. It was a, it was really <laughs> shadowed and you can barely see us in it, but I sent it to Marissa and she posted it, but he was a nice guy. But while we were on this panel with other radio, uh, um, uh, professionals, um, Larry had said that he, if if he had a guest that was on that promoted a book, he would not read the book. <laughs> he would say, "Why would I read? I I want you to tell me about it, yeah, and tell me why I should read it." Essentially, was his his approach, and now, he really wouldn't prep very much. Y- you also have to have a command of some general knowledge before you launch into that. If you're a raving imbecile, yeah. that's not going to uh, uh, serve you well. So he did was able to pr- approach that form of interviewing with a little bit of education. Obviously, it helped uh, him get through those things. But, um, yeah, that was his style. It was wild to meet him. I mean, you know, he was a legend. Yeah. And he had, again, some major, major interviews. We we do have a couple of clips of him, Preston. He, he explained to Conan O'Brien uh, where his his stage name, his stage name was Larry King. Did they make him over? Uh, they're on their way. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, one of the things, before we, before we get to that, just a couple of things about his life. Um, he was a syndicated radio host from uh, 1985 through 2010, uh, nightly fixture on CNN. He won tons of honors, including two Peabody Awards, which is, you know, very, very prestigious. Um, and he, with celebrity interviews, political uh, debates, and topical discussions, uh, he wasn't just an enduring on-air personality. He also set himself apart with... Uh, curiosity that he brought to every interview, whether questioning the assault victim known as the Central Park jogger or billionaire industrialist Ross Perot, uh, who had uh, actually announced his presidential uh, entering the presidential contest on Larry's show. I'm for president. Uh, in his early years, Larry King Live was based in Washington, and that gave the show some on-air gravita- <laughs> gravitas. We saw him just in, well, so here's a video of him interviewing Sinatra right now. He also interviewed, you forget, people like Gaddafi. Yeah, I've got a list of them here, yeah. but one of the things that, uh, stats I saw, which is incredible, he conducted an estimated 50,000 on-air interviews. Wow. What? That's unbelievable. Uh, in 1985, yeah, he had uh, presided over a Middle East peace summit with uh, Yasser Arafat, 
uh, King Hussein of Jordan and Israeli Prime Minister uh, Yitzhak Rabin. Rabin. Rabin, sorry. And he welcomed uh, everyone from uh, the Dalai Lama to Elizabeth Taylor, from Mikhail Gorbachev to Barack Obama, Bill Gates to Lady Gaga. And, I mean, it goes everywhere. What what happens is it reached a point where it became prestigious to be an interviewee of his. And that's how he started to build that momentum. Uh, but he coming from radio, he talked about when we were at this event, this radio event, he was talking about his early days. He was, Preston, he talked about putting on a long song to go bang someone who was a listener. That's right. Oh. It was close to the station. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. Oh, yeah. yeah like a, like yeah, an he album. He was yeah. not like he, he was OK talking about he, he was any totally of that. Okay. He was married eight times to seven women. Yep. <laughs> he married the same woman really? twice. And his first child uh, was born in sixty two. His last child eighteen sixty two. His last child in two thousand. Yeah, yeah. He's so a horn dog. He was at at our thing. He was talking about. All right, I got I, I got to go to the uh, softball practice. <laughs> like what? What? Like my twelve year olds? Your twelve year old? What? Yeah, his ki- his youngest kids are twenty and twenty one. Okay. Yeah, 2012. That's when we met with him. So he was just a kid, uh, his youngest. It's unbelievable. Here's him talking about how he got his stage name. I, I never wanted to be anything else but a broadcaster. Finally, I get hired at a small station in Miami Beach, and I get a job as a disc jockey. A small radio station. The general manager calls me, and he says, well, you ready? I said, I'm ready. He says, this is your big day. You're starting radio. I was 22 years old. Yes. He says, what name are you going to use? I says, Larry Zyga. He says, you can't use that. It's ethnic. People won't know how to spell it. They won't remember it. Mm-hmm. And he had the Miami Herald open. It was an ad for King's Wholesale Liquors. Uh-huh. He says, uh, why don't you take Larry King? So you're named after a sale on booze. <laughs> I am named after a vast liquor sale. <laughs> nice. Uh, one of the thing that uh, things that people like to point out from his career was uh, when he messed up with Seinfeld on. Yes. Seinfeld was on, and Seinfeld, uh, the show, had come to a close. Yeah. I, think, I, don't, I forgot at what point. After this was in 2007, um, Jerry was on promoting the B movie. Okay, yeah, yeah, and uh, he had uh, he had asked him if if uh, Seinfeld had been canceled right. or if he had quit, and Jerry didn't like that yeah. at all. <laughs> and listen, I got a when, when I said the stat that he's done fifty thousand on air interviews. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Listen, you're gonna you're gonna f up from occasionally. Time to time. That was a big one, but he did. We've, and, we've and done Jerry a, kind of berated him pretty hard on the show. Well, we've done a fraction of the interviews, and we've messed up fifty thousand. Oh yeah, 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 most definitely. Uh, yeah, so he d- he didn't like that at all. We have some other clips. Uh, this was him talking about not expecting to be a star. Right, uh, kooky, a little scary. I, I, you know, I really believe this. No baloney. I'm a guy who asks questions. I'm, I'm a guy who asks questions. That's all. I'm a guy who's curious, and these things have happened to me. But I didn't expect to be a star. Yeah. And he ended up making it his own huge career. Massive, massive um, success. Uh, so he, and he divorced. It was just uh, like uh, two years ago, he divorced his wife. Wow. Um, and uh, Sean, whatever their name is. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, eight times, seven different women, a lot of life. He has one of the great. Um, so he was. He's been arrested a couple of times. He had a couple of issues. He, he I think, he beat alcoholism. Um, but uh, you know, pretty amazing. And we have a clip of SNL. They used to have Norm Macdonald do a running thing for a while. Right. Uh, Larry King would do these things for USA. Uh, uh, you know, today, and he would uh, like just little musings about Larry mm-hmm. King that were kind of. Non sequiturs, just weird. And so right. Norm McDonald did his, he would do this weekly thing on SNL as well. 
One of the great figures of the 20th century has to be James Brolin. The more I think about it, the more I love chicken. A great, great meat. If Timothy McVeigh is guilty of this terrible Oklahoma City bombing, then they should put that guy in jail for a long, long time. This has been USA Today's yeah. News and Views. <laughs> All the time, yeah. Uh, so he, after he had relocated to Los Angeles, his shows were frequently... Uh, in the thick of breaking celebrity news. So once he got to L.A., it switched over to that. And then, like, he had Paris Hilton yeah. talking about her stand in jail in 2007. Michael Jackson's friends and family members talking about his death in 2009. Like, he would have the, he would have them on the night yeah. of the night that these stories broke. That's how um, how good the turnaround was. He talked about his, his uh, non-confrontational style and about never over-prepping. He had said, uh, I don't pretend to know it all. Uh, not what about Geneva or cu- Cuba? I asked Mr. President, what don't you like about this job or what's the biggest mistake you've ever made? He said that stuff is fascinating. Do you know what he said his best question was? Mm-mm. What do you like to eat? I knew it. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> uh, he was known for getting guests who were notoriously elusive. Frank Sinatra, who rarely gave interviews and often lashed out at reporters, spoke to King in 1988 in what would have been the singer's last major TV appearance. And Brando. And he was an old friend. Hang on, let me, let me, uh, I'll get to Brando in a second. But Frank uh, was an old friend of King's and acted accordingly. Uh, King had asked him, why are you here? And Frank says, well, because you asked me to come and I haven't (laughs) seen you in a long time. (laughs) He said, I thought we ought to get together and chat, just talk about a lot of things. And then Brando, he had never met Brando before. Uh, and he was even tougher to get and a tough interview as well. Um, and so he, King asked him to be, uh, or actually, uh, he asked to appear on King's show. It was the other way around. Brando yeah. had requested to be on Larry King's show. Oh. That's huge. In 1994. And they hit it off so famously that, and I don't remember, I'd have to see this. They ended their 90-minute talk with a song and an on-the-mouth kiss. No. Uh, an image that was all over the media in subsequent weeks. I clearly remember it. And they were, um, and they were like sitting side by side looking towards the camera. And it was, uh, it was weird and wonderful and cool. Uh, and it was after a uh, gala week marking his 25th anniversary in June 2010. Uh, the King abruptly announced that he was retiring from a show. Telling viewers it's time to hang up, the mi- uh, hang up my nightly suspenders. Uh, named his uh, successor in the time slot as Piers Morgan. Uh, and then I guess he came back around after a while. Or no, he started his own. It was on um, uh, it was a streaming interview show that he started okay. to do. And, and so they could get away with language and stuff like that. Right. The stat that you threw out earlier, Press, that uh, he performed over 50,000 interviews to me is mind-blowing because I just did a quick little math. And, if I mean, if he did one interview a day, uh, it would take 136 years. Yeah, but he would do multiple yeah, interviews I know, I know. per show. So, and that includes his radio career, and sure. stuff as well. So it's a, it's a, a lot. You know, it's a ballpark figure. So yeah. I would imagine, uh, especially when you're doing an interview-based show, you may have four or five people on at a time. So. It, it was not uncommon for him to ask one question and have five people answer the same question at the same time. He's that yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. Larry stood out among yeah. them all. Uh, let's see. And uh, occasional flubs were made, like we had mentioned the uh, the Seinfeld thing. But he was he was a workaholic, and uh, he was doing specials for CNN with a, within a few months of uh, performing his nightly duties. And uh, man, he had a hell of a career. Uh, so the tributes have been pouring in from celebs, yeah, uh, all over the world, as you would imagine, who were um, uh, happy to be a part. As of you can this. imagine, as you can imagine. <laughs> 
That was oh, my you... best interview. <laughs> Do you want to hear him? What's that? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. You're done. No, no, we have the audio of him singing with Brando. Oh, oh okay. yeah. I'd love to hear it. All right, here we go. Bum, bum, bum. Got a date with, with an angel. angel. You're up key. Gonna be there at seven. Got a date with an angel. And I'm on my way to heaven. Got an angel beside me. Got a whatever to guide me. Got a date with an angel. And I'm on my way to heaven. When the chapel bells ring. Okay, I'm done now, uh, Marlon. Well, and and Brando was accomplished. Uh, he he could play a loaf of bread, which he has here in between his knees. You can see in the video. And he's no, I'm kidding. He's, he's got this bizarre thing that he's tapping on. Oh, it's a footstool. Gonna yeah. <laughs> make him an offer he can't refuse. Darling. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, that's when he kissed him. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, oh it sucks. Wow. <laughs> Larry King, a legend. Wow. Um, I saw another. Now, this is a name you won't know, um, but it was a guy named Frank uh, Shankwitz. Frank Shankwitz? Yeah, he, he passed away. <clears throat> he was the founder of the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Oh, oh my man. God. Really? And Wonderful. Arizona Department of Public Safety Trooper. Yeah. Um, how and, how long ago did he create the Make a Wish Foundation? So the story is behind that. And by the way, this was a there was a statement from the the group. You know what? I'll, I'll read that last. But he had. Let me see here. Um, it happened. It doesn't give a date, Steve. Uh, but apparently, uh, the old, the idea for Make a Wish was after he and other officers from the Arizona Highway Patrol granted the wish of a seven year old boy named Chris, who was dying from leukemia by letting him be a highway patrol motorcycle officer. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Chris died just a few days after his wish was granted, uh, Shankwitz and his wife Kitty founded the Make-A-Wish Foundation. That's just amazing. It is. Grassroots. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you guys happen to see over the weekend, oh, God, what soccer player? Was it Neymar? Where all right, so this uh, uh, one of the best soccer players in the world. I oh, can't the remember. dance thing. Yes, it was great. It well, was awesome. What was it? Uh, this little kid uh, who has cancer. He's you know got to meet this soccer player. God damn it, I can't remember which one it was. And he said, "Hey, next time you score a goal, can you do this dance?" Right? And he just you know it's just a pointing left and pointing yeah. right and pointing. He scored a goal. And, like, the entire team did it. It, it was, was just oh, great. It was, it was you know, so cool. It started with just him doing it. Yeah. And then the other players came yeah. over, and they all started doing this uh, wow. this dance. And it, and it was after a, a badass goal, too. Yeah, yeah. And it was so cool. Was, uh, it, was it through Make-A-Wish or was it just... Uh, no, no, oh, okay. no, no. But it made me yeah. think of that. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. My, it was uh, Neymar. Okay. <clears throat> Neymar, okay. That's, Neymar! That's really cool. Um, my nephew, uh, who is, uh, had leukemia and is fortunately now in remission, that's really neat. I'm, yeah, watching, yeah, we're watching the, video. the video of it now. It's <laughs> all the kids oh, doing yeah. the dance, It makes too. me yeah. cry, man. I know. It's, uh, it's amazing. So my nephew uh, was eligible and is eligible for Make-A-Wish and um, has yet to cash in on his wish. But So my, my brother and uh, my sister-in-law got to know that organization a little bit, and uh, they get a lot of wish requests every day. I'm sure. But they... It's an amazing organization, the lengths that they go to to go above and beyond uh, for these kids. And so my, my nephew still has to – and he still gets it. He gets to cash in at some point on what he's going to be able to do. But um, it's just – they just do such amazing work. It's, is it's it, remarkable. Is it strictly um, funded by donations or is there uh, – I'm curious if there's I, – I think it's like – yeah, donations, yeah, corporate not, donations, yeah. private – profits. Yeah. So yeah. I, would, I, I would think so. Uh, a friend of mine whose son uh, did get a Make-A-Wish, and then as a result, and it was just such a positive thing for him and the whole family, uh, and he and he is doing much better now. But Great. every year they do a 
fundraiser of sorts to give back to Make-A-Wish because it had such a a profound and positive impact on their lives. And uh, so locally, there was a kid who did a -A Make-A-Wish, and I'm happy to say that today's my last day on the air because uh, he wished that I would never be on the radio again. Oh, Oh, good. Yeah. That's all. We can make that dream yeah. come true. Yes. That young man, that wish. I'm also sick. Could yeah. you make sure that Casey's never broadcast again? <laughs> sure, son. Mm-hmm. Anything for you. He talks about fish all the time. Well. <laughs> uh, all right. I have, I have one other thing, uh, and it's not someone passing, but it is a uh, something shutting down involving entertainment. Uh, And I need to know how this affects our friends who work for this group. NBC Sports Network is shutting down at the end of this year. It's not the same thing as NBC Sports Philadelphia. Oh, it's not related? No. Well, I mean, they they might. They're They're related. They're kissing cousins. They, um... They use one finger. Yeah, Barkhand's on NBC Sports Philadelphia. I don't necessarily know exactly what this means. Okay. Uh, but, um, well, can we get some clarification on it? I want to see who. who well, we... NBC Sports Philly is uh, Channel 2, I'm sorry, 847, uh, where I'm at. And then uh, the this network is like 846 or something like that. All right, okay. here's actually Barkhand tweet up on the screen here, Preston. Uh, it says, there is a difference between NBC Sports Philadelphia and NBC Sports Network. Okay, NBC Sports Network is winding down and will close... Up at the end of 2021, uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia remain as it has been, showing Philly Sixers and Flyers games. Okay, good. That's what I was curious about, whether or not this would affect. But the cable network is going to cease operations, and USA Network will be carrying uh, and or simulcasting certain NBC Sports programming later this year. Nick, do you, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but how will this affect Flyers and Sixers games when they're playing at the same time? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I, I do know that... Since NBC Universal took over this organization, um, it, it hasn't been the greatest place to work, and and so I think there was when it was Comcast Sportsnet, when it was a local organization, yeah. it was run locally, and um, from from people that I've spoken to who have worked down there, they appreciated that more. They they felt like there was more of a local connection. There were these these um, corporate overlords that oversee all oversaw all of it, but. Um, uh, it, it felt really local, and so I, I don't think it's as great of a place to work. I wonder if this shakeup will make NBC Sports Philadelphia seem more local and seem more connected to, to the city. Case, uh, do you mean if there's two games playing at the same time? Yeah. Oh, all right. Okay, because Barkhan's uh, tweet said that it would, you know, the games would be Does that mean we're going to watch the Sixers on USA Network? No, they're going to show neither, and uh, they'll put up a repeat of Silk Stockings. <laughs> well, because now it's like, <laughs> it was an underrated show. It was pretty sexy. Um... <laughs> The intro, anyway. <laughs> yeah, there was bras and stuff. Uh, the uh, the like the Flyers and the Sixers are on at the same time now. One will be on NBC NBC right, Sports right. Philly, and one will be on NBC Sports Philly Plus. Oh. Was Silk Stockings like the Red Shoe Diaries? <laughs> I didn't watch it. I just remember the intro. Was it Silk Stockings or Silk Stockings? Silk Stockings. Yeah, but it was like, like a mystery thing. Oh, I don't. Yeah, okay. Mm, I don't yeah. really. Rem- I, I vaguely. I have a vague memory of that. It was on USA. It was um, okay. It was Hank Aaron's favorite show. I'll bet it was. Ties it all back in. A sexy woman with a gun. Is that the chick from Just One of the Guys? No, no, no. Mitzi Capture. Really? That was her name? Mitzi Capture? I've never heard of That's her before. Cool name. Scroll down just a little bit. Anna Lingus. <laughs> uh, now, that one I've heard of. She knows Norma Stitz. <laughs> Absolutely. I believe. <laughs> I believe. This is Anna, and this is Norma. 
I just think that uh, Aer Lingus is a really funny sounding name. That's that still exists, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, it's the Irish yeah. uh, uh, Irish airline, uh, Irish Lingus. This is it. Uh, I know. I thought of Lingus too because <laughs> of cunning. Right? Anything within Lingus is, yes. is going to be good. Is going to be humorous. Yeah. Okay, and that's a good spot to wrap up this break. <laughs> uh, that's a good. Yeah. But Marcia just spent all that time what highlighting we something. Oh, here, hand it to me. But she just throw it out immediately. Uh, yes. She just walks in. Yeah, she had done some. Sometimes when we're talking about something, Marissa will find some information and pull it in for us. And Give some life to this work. So here yes. we go. Uh, this is according to BroadStreetHockey.com. It is believed that both NHL games, Stanley Cup playoff games, and NASCAR races will eventually be shifted to other platforms across NBC Universal with two main viewing channels being the USA, USA Network and Peacock, and on Comcast oh. Sports Philadelphia, they will show reruns of Silk Stalking. <laughs> okay, all right. So there's just so many options and so many different ways <laughs> so of watching all of it. So, no, no, I mean of, oh. of like watching any live sports right now because you can watch some live sports on different streaming platforms, and Peacock is now adding live sports. So like these shakeups. Uh, they don't really preclude you from being able to watch the stuff that you want to watch. You just have to find different avenues to watch them. And what was crazy is the McGregor fight this weekend. Uh, it was pay-per-view, but it was pay-per-view through ESPN+. Plus. What? So if you had ESPN+, Plus, you could watch it, or you had to then You, you then more. had to buy it through ESPN+. Plus. But that was the only way you could watch it. Yeah, well, the, the preliminary fights were on ESPN+, Plus, and then once it got to the main card, then it switched to the pay site. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. How much and was how it? How much was that? Yeah. It was 70 bucks. What? Oh, you got your money's worth. Did you for two rounds? No. That's yeah, exactly. Crazy. Right? Yeah. Right. Uh, no. Well, I listen. I watched all of the main card, and uh, and there were some decent fights in there, and, and the McGregor fight ended, you know, spectacularly, if you will, um, as you could imagine. <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't. I don't know. Like that's just. It, it is the way it is. It's the, you know. It's. I like the Ruben Stutter fight. That was good. Yeah. yeah. I still have a hard time. There were there were two um, female fights on the main card. And I really do have a hard time watching women beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. I just, I, for some reason, it just seems unnatural to me. Right. Uh, I, you know, and I hope I don't sound uh, sexist or misogynist. I just, um, it's it's not a, uh, well, women can't fight like men. No, can fight. I no, know that's not what I'm saying. You don't, you don't like to see two women beating each other up. Yeah. Right. In, in that. What if a guy were to step in? <laughs> <laughs> I would like to see a woman beat up a guy. All right. I wouldn't like it to see it the other way. All right. right. It yeah. kind of makes I hear what you're saying. Cringe a little bit because you don't want to see the women getting hurt, I guess. Yeah. So the, I, I it's like babies saying, but... fighting. You wouldn't want to watch that. No. If they had, if MMA had a baby division, you wouldn't want to watch <laughs> that. Well, you know, listen, I watched my, my have my son, play, uh, not playing, but wrestling, and it was essentially the same thing. I was like, With babies? Well, he was seven, eight years old or something okay. like that. And I was like, go fight that kid. <laughs> you listen, know? man, when I, when I was in full-on Krav training, I'd mm-hmm. spar with girls all the time. Yeah. And it, and, and they come up badasses. Absolutely. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. So they're, they're tough for sure. All right. Anyhow, uh, yes, we should take a break. It is uh, it's almost seven fifty. It means we got enough time to break. Come back and get you some cash. No sad dough is on the way. Bizarre files are coming up. Make sure you stay with us because we're not going to be gone too long at all. Be right back. WMMR.com, the website for everything that rocks. Music news, events, photo galleries, contests, MMR gear in the rock shop, and more. All at WMMR.com. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Bizarre Files. All right. 
few stories to run by you this morning. We'll start with this disturbing story. A home security technician admitted Thursday that he secretly accessed the cameras of more than 200 customers, particularly attractive women, to spy on while they undressed, slept, or had sex. 200. Uh, Okay. uh, That's terrifying. Yeah. Telesforo Aviles, a 35-year-old former employee for the security company ADT, admitted that he secretly accessed the customers' accounts of more than 9,600 times over more than four years. That's why you got to go through Chuck Berry security. Well, Mer- uh, that way you know you're safe. I have those cameras in my bathroom. I know that I'm being protected. Uh, while working for ADT, Aviles uh, took note of customers' homes where attractive women lived. Prosecutors said then repeatedly gained access to the video feeds for sexual gratification. The technician violated the company's policies by surreptitiously adding his personal email address to accounts on ADT Plus, an app that allows customers to check remotely on their home security cameras. And at times, Avila's claimed that he needed to temporarily add himself to their accounts to test the security system. Yeah. In others, he simply added his email to the account without notifying customers. Jesus. ADT, which is based in Florida, is currently facing three federal lawsuits related to the incident. The breach affected 220 customers who lived in Texas. Rub your nipples. What was that? ADT began to <laughs> notify customers about the breach back in April, uh, telling them that one of their employees had accessed customer accounts for about four and a half years. Quick question. So I have security cameras outside and inside my house. A bedroom is not a place I would put security cameras. I assume that's where these security cameras are, right? That's a good question. Um, yeah, I would assume so, too, right? yeah, if they were having sex. But... Right. Uh, one defendant claims Avila's was found to have accessed the home security cameras of her parents' home at least 73 times between 2017 and 2020, Jeez. including her bedroom while, yeah, she was still a teenager. So that's pretty scary. It's disgusting. All right. A 46-year-old man in Nova Scotia has been charged with multiple firearms offenses after police say his attempt to euthanize his dog with a handgun ended up injuring another man. Police responded to a complaint of a firearms discharge resulting in injury. Corporal Mark Skinner said that the man was outside his home when he tried to shoot his dog, which had bitten several people but missed, and the bullet struck a 21-year-old man who was inside the house. Uh Uh-huh. So this guy's a crack shot. A subsequent search of the home resulted in the seizures of 29 long guns and 9 handguns. Uh, the man was arrested and later released on conditions. So is he trying to do like an old yeller on his own dog? or I, I guess. Or he's just an Stupid, a-hole. yeah. Uh, the victim was taken to the hospital and released with minor injuries. The dog is alive and was seized by animal control. The man is scheduled to appear uh, for multiple firearms charges. Thought you'd get rid of me, huh? <laughs> Police in Texas arrested a man they say went for fast food in a stolen ambulance. <laughs> Authorities reported the theft happened. That is hubris. Yeah, Thursday night uh, in southwest Houston. According to investigators, paramedics were working at an apartment complex when the man jumped into their ambulance and drove off. I'm craving chicken. Let me steal an ambulance. Officials used GPS to track the ambulance to a jack-in-the-box drive-thru. There they found the man ordering food uh, inside the emergency vehicle. He even had the emergency lights on. (laughs) While he was going through the drive-thru. We have a cardiac patient in the back, but I am so peckish. Uh, needless to say, the man was arrested. No word on what charges he will face at this point. I love this story. A huge 
porn magazine collection was discovered by two tenants after they climbed into their attic to investigate a strange noise. Daniel Sims and Ash Day were overjoyed when they found the huge stash of vintage European titles. Oh, wow. With one referring to the magazines as a gold mine. Uh, the pair from West from West Yorkshire, England, uh, were hanging out at their rented home when they suddenly heard a strange noise coming from the loft. Concerned that someone was breaking into the house, uh, they decided to investigate and climbed into the attic for the first time since they'd moved in a year earlier. Uh, they didn't come across any intruders, but instead they found a mountain of porn kept in pristine condition and wrapped in cellophane as well. It's the greatest day of my life. Uh, the duo were amazed and instantly brought some of the secret stash down to go through it, and they believe it belonged to their landlord. Uh, so was the, do they think the landlord might have been up in the attic rooting through it? Is that well, the sound that they heard? Well, they didn't know it was up there, first of all. They, okay. I think maybe, like, one of the, the stacks fell over or oh, something right. like that. Oh, right. That uh, voluminous, that it, uh, you have an occasional porn, porn avalanche. Uh, the duo were amazed and instantly brought some down. They, the estate agent had said that there was uh, nothing in there, and it was uh, tricky to access, according to Daniel. He said, we had to climb up the bathroom door to get in, and once we were in, we found the room empty, except right at the back, stacks and stacks of porn. Daniel Daniel regularly explores abandoned properties and shares these on his YouTube channel, which is called Bearded Realty. So he decided to film the whole thing. He said, we got up there, not even kidding. We found a stash of porn, wrapped up porn. Uh, Daniel and Ash then went through a few of the magazines, finding various types of pornography, all over 20 years old, with some printed in Italian and Spanish. Mm. The cover of one adult magazine, which appears to be an old edition of Fiesta, reads, Is yours as meaty as this? In a large That's a good with question. A, with a topless woman bent over. Um, wow. Do you have any physical porn in your house? Just a little bit. <laughs> From the old days. So that's a I, yes. I, 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 held on, I held on to uh, just like... In case of emergency. Like two, well... Just in no, case the internet goes down. Oh, it's, it's just for, for memory sake. Oh, in case you. of Wi-Fi termination, break glass. I don't have any. I don't uh, have any physical... And I used to. Well, for... Watching the video of this, it was wild to see porn magazine. Yeah. I had yeah. not seen a magazine. I couldn't tell you when. And you always used to have a cup, you know, something you keep, you know, like well, like a, a 10 or 11 foot pile. Mm-hmm. We still have a copy of Street Stunting, do we not? I think we do. But that's here. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to have to drive no, over here right, in an emergency. Right. No, but I, I have a couple from uh, from my formative days. Okay. That I, that I held on to. So this nostalgia. Just for nostalgia. It's that like that like, kid's book you wanted. Mm-hmm. Is it in like a memory box? Um, no. Oh, you should... Uh, it's in a wank box. Yeah. It's in my, it's in my briefcase right behind me. Oh, Is right. it? Yeah. Uh, well, you should keep it there. I mean, <laughs> you do have a daughter. Nobody goes in there but me. Right. So, yes. yeah, exactly. That's why he always has it handcuffed to him. Uh, so the video later shows... I can show it to you if you Yeah, please. Want. Uh, the sure, video later shows the bathroom floor littered with adult magazines. I didn't know where there was that much porn in the world, Ash can be heard saying. So... They were pretty excited. This isn't the first time that he stumbled upon erotica, though. He said just a month ago in December, uh, he found another collection while exploring an infamous building dubbed the Dildo Manor. Huh. Well, well, you would expect that. To yeah. Dildo Manor. Mm-hmm. All right, and there you go. That's my bizarre file. All right, anyway, let's take a look. Now, Marissa, yeah. Here, yeah. Here. Yeah. It is your birthday, so this is very exciting. Yeah, that's I right, feel yeah. like Geraldo yeah, opening up right. <laughs> Capone's safe. I got my porn lips in here. Oh, nice. You got the whole deal. Uh, Here we go. All right, let's see. What what magazine will it be? Uh, Can I guess what it is? Yeah. Is it um, 
penthouse? You had sort of an old penthouse with one of your favorite. Well, that's what it was. Yeah. So I had it last time. I oh think I already God. showed. Oh, you there's guys. your. But it's like next to nothing, man. But it because I'm not going to keep like stacks of magazines no, no, and no. things like you that. You just got your travel porn. I wanted one piece <laughs> of porn. So this was a penthouse, mm. 1977 desk calendar. Oh wow, yeah. interesting. Mm-hmm. You don't. Oh, no one knows when 1977 will come back. And so here's uh, nice. here's the actual porn. Oh That's dear, yeah. For you guys, yeah. yeah. And else was good. It yeah. was good. And else was really good. It was a little bit more adventurous than Playboy, but not as loathsome and disgusting as some of the others. Like Hustler. Hustler. So, so you had, yeah, you had Playboy, Penthouse, and then Hustler in degrees For of, the cultured pervert. Of uh, super-duper sexiness. So, Why 77? Huh. What I, I don't know. I think it was my uncle's. Yeah, I think he had a uh, uh, subscription to Penthouse. Gotcha. And, and I stole uh, this. Battlestar Galactica just debuted. And so when you when you found some... You had, you had to hold on to it. You had, yeah. to, you had yeah, to get oh, it, sure. hide it. Well, and, hold on to it with one hand. Well, exactly. Or just lay it out on the bed. So, uh, oh, good, good. That's a disco. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. In 1977. Uh, I'd say Amazonian. Are there uh, are there names of, on those photos? Or no, just the just the pictures. There weren't. Uh, uh, it's it has the photographers' names, but it doesn't have <laughs> the credit to the photographer, but not the women. Yeah, yeah exactly. The Pat Nixon. <sighs> I would what? imagine in the actual issue that this came from, it probably. Right, uh, said mm. who there was, and then I like I, how Penthouse though knew that that a calendar would be a useful thing. And then here was something that you would get in the mail, right? Um, this was a little more current. This is probably like 1980s, and this was an ad for uh, <laughs> porn movies, which had lots of graphic. Yes, I mean full on. So what you're holding there is like what I found in my neighbor's dude. in my neighbor's garbage can that time, Preston. When I when I the, the whole notion of oral was first presented to me, yeah, and I was thinking, wow, who would want to put their mouth there where the peepee is? And then here is a this is from Gallery Magazine, and I was 18 at the time when I called. Them. And this was a uh, this was a, the girls next door. Oh, and that, that uh, Michelle I see it says is one of the names. Mm-hmm. This, this is, is Michelle, and she's the girl next door. It says so. Oh, you have an interesting collection. So that's sort of I think that. That's as much pornographic as it is nostalgic. Mm-hmm. I think that's really what it is for you. That's why I hung on to it. Are you going to leave that in your will to the to the family? Uh, well, somebody's got to get it. Yeah. Right? Or they could bury it with me. I don't really know. But <laughs> that, shovel buddy. And then I do have I do have a a penthouse oh. uh, with Brie Olson because she had stopped by and gave this to us. Oh, really? Yeah. Remember that? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes. Brie Olson was here, and she had actually given us a couple of these copies, so I held on to that. So there we go. That make it all makes sense. Thank you for a, a peek into your your uh, in my porn world. Yeah. Erotica. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. Thank you, <laughs> Preston's Porner. <laughs> this is Preston's Porn Corner. I like that, Preston's Porner. <laughs> Not bad. All right, uh, we should take a break. We should and uh, come back in a moment. Don't forget. Oh, it's too late. I, uh, I would have given forget. you the the letter again, but we were going through porn or the word. I should say <laughs> we were learning about Michelle. <laughs> but if you don't. Uh, get a chance to, if you don't win this time around, we're going to do it again at 10 a.m. Let's take a break and come back. Billy Gardell is going to be joining us around 9 or so, but uh, we got some more things to get to, and we'll do that when we return. Stay with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Shop, play, win, monopoly starts March 3rd at Acme. Get ahead of the game and download the app before March 3rd and earn five bonus tickets, 10 tokens added to your Shop Play Win account, and entry to win a $25 grocery gift card. Every ticket wins a prize, money saving offers, or tokens for sweepstakes. Download the Shop Play Win app to play today. 
No purchase necessary. See rules at shopplaywin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Stephen's brand new deep navy blue and sparkling 24 karat gold dipped twinkle twinkle roses here. Don't miss out. Imagine the blue color of the sky just before the sunset when you can start to see all the stars sparkling in the night sky. See Stephen's exclusive twinkle twinkle rose now at IHateStevenSinger.com. Real jewelers, real roses with a real lifetime guarantee. Ship fast and free. Check out the entire collection of Stephen's famous roses starting at only $59. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Casey had uh, told me this earlier this morning, and I was not aware that today is apparently National Nipple Piercing Day. All right. I thought so. And our buddy uh, RC at Tattoos by RC, they do piercing as well. He had said that uh, he had told Casey they are doing piercing today, and they are donating a portion of the proceeds to to breast cancer research. That's So uh, RC's doing this. Yeah, RC is doing it, yeah, and it's actually 50% of all nipple piercings to breast cancer awareness. Uh, And then, so it's 50 bucks for one nipple, 80 for both. Oh, that's okay. a great savings. Well, a I walked yeah. by Bill's office and so I'm getting his nipples pierced, and I wonder what wow. that was about. Wow. <laughs> it was, uh, he had talked to RC. Yeah. And, he was uh, pissed about the Buffalo Bills losing. And yeah. He lost a bet. Yeah. That was a um, nipple piercing. Yeah. Never, not piercing in general, never has appeared to me. me uh, appealed to me. I've never had a pierced does ear, mouth, and nose. He has both nipples pierced, right? Does I, think, he really? I think he does. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I have five in my ears. Do you really still? Yeah. Well, I mean, five I, nipples? Could, I got <laughs> five, five nipples. I got three nipples in the left ear, okay. two nipples in the right ear. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can stick earrings can. through them right now if I oh, want to. Oh, I didn't to. know that. Yeah. It, it just it didn't look right. I tried. I was in alt radio and... You know, and yeah. every time I looked in the mirror, I just, just I don't look That's like an me. earring guy. Yeah. yeah, I have my nipple pierced. No, what? shut up! Shut up! Are you God. kidding, Miss Needle Phobic? How long have we known you? <sighs> we Happy never. Birthday, hey, thank you, yeah! Yeah! birthday present from Kendra Romano. Birthday miracle! Revealed that she had her nipple pierced. <laughs> I still don't believe smiling. it. She was smiling when I brought this up. She looked at me holding up her hand, meaning I have something to say. And you have this bizarre look on your face. Wow. Oh, my look God. Look at Steve. Steve is can't so even perplexed. speak. No, I, this do. makes sense, though, because sometimes I'll see Kathy walking around, and she'll have a kettlebell suspended from her crotch. And I'm like, what's that? Okay. so What's wait, that I, attached to? And she has another piercing. Let's unpack this here for a moment. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I can explain. <laughs> number one, you're deathly afraid of needles. Yes. Anything that has to do with that. Number two, you're so pristine when it comes to anything. She that has, has a perfect to, vagina. To do well, but by pristine I mean uh, no tattoos, a, like uh, yeah. yeah, unblemished, and, and, and also unblemished, yeah. no uh, no touching any. No. Any even remotely no. sexual areas, <laughs> naughty areas of the naughty. body. Well, you've been, been scarred by your mother. Let me sit down here. I know. Okay, sit down, and okay. I'll tell you the story. There's got to be a catch Casey, here. fan no him. Catch. Fan yes. him. Please. <laughs> There's a catch here. There's got to be a catch. <laughs> All right. How long ago? Uh, okay, so. Last week. <laughs> no, let me think about this. Okay, I think it was. It was college. Yeah, I was in college. It had to be. Somebody it had was- to have been kidnapped and, like, this was the only way to get them released. Well, I was trying to think if it was after college, but but it wasn't. Like a so, spring break thing? Uh, no, so it was in college. Uh, I had a very good friend from high school, 
uh, turned stripper, turned she was getting things pierced. Okay. Um, and so I, and by the way, she hid from me that she was a stripper for a long time. So I didn't know she was a stripper, but she was. Uh, anyway, so she was going to get something pierced. Now, I grew up, my mom always taught me, do not get a tattoo. In 10 years, you're not going to like it. You're going right. to pick something today, and you're never going to like it. And so that stuck with me. What she was okay with, now I don't think she knew I got my nipple pierced, but what she was okay with was piercings because you could always take them out. Right. They so, back, yeah. yeah. So I had piercings all the way up my ear, you know, okay. cartilage, all of right. that. Yeah. I had my belly button pierced. And I didn't know that either. So at this point, then there was like, well, what else do I get pierced? My my friend was going to get a piercing. I forget which. Oh, she was getting her nose done. I didn't want to get my nose done no. uh, because, I, you know, I have terrible allergies. I'm like, that thing's going to go flying when I blow my nose. So uh, we were just there and she was like, just do it. Just do it. So she basically convinced me and i was like i don't know i don't know if i can do this um so I, was I, it a dude who did it it was a guy who did it um we went to like a place in we were in new hope so it was like a piercing place it was yeah. like some corner store i felt comfortable it was very like uh you know doctor-esque right. the room was set up um so i did it i got my nipple pierced you were drinking beers my no listen it was terrible it was an awful awful experience my body rejected it oh. it never like healed ever it was like a massive infection wow and, yeah and my boyfriend at the time was fine he was finally like what are you doing just take it out it's not gonna because i thought i went through all of this yeah. like i had a needle go through my nipple like help wow. me here you i i so i didn't want to take it out because i went through all of that it was wow. terrible it was terrible pain wow. when he did it Afterwards, like it was awful, so I did not have it very long, and I ended up taking it out. Was, so, the, was the intention to get both of them done initially, and then you no, stopped after one? Just, just one. Get I was one. just okay. getting one. You seem more like a completist. See what what was it happened. A stud, a, 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 a it bar. was a ring. It was a ring. Yeah. Ring. Okay. It was a ring. You All had, right. and but I mean it. <laughs> It was terrible. It was so bad. It was so infected. I had to put like a gauze pad in my bra because it was infected. Oh, and no, it was disgusting. It was awful. Yeah. So, so that's horrible. That's disgusting. Awful. I have to imagine. Did you at least become woozy during any of these piercings when you're as needle phobic as you are? So the thing with needles and me is, if I, I can't look at it, I, that's every time right. I have passed out because of it, I have I watched it. So I watched Jace getting stitches. I watched the needle go through his chin. Right. I saw the skin pull, right. and I was like, that was it. I was out. So each time it was, I was watching it. So this, obviously, I didn't watch. I closed my eyes, turned my head, held my stripper friend's right. hand. And held your nipple out. Put my nipple out, and there we that go. That was it. And did do you, do you have scarring to this day um, from so, it? So, yes, there's like a tiny, you wouldn't know. Here, I'll show it. Come so here. Come on. Let us decide. So we're we'll trying to pick the one out. Uh, when you, you, sneeze, you wouldn't know. It, it, it is a tiny little, like, spot. Yes, I can see it. It's on one side, but if you, like, if you guys were sucking on my nipples, you would never <laughs> yeah, know. If we're sucking on your nipples. <laughs> Well, leave it to Kathy to make a story like that unsexy. <laughs> wow. So, I don't know. It was pretty sexy. It started off sexy, and then the infection and the right? gauze. Yes. How many days or weeks did it last? Um, it was in a couple of weeks. Like I, like I said, I tried. I and I was, you know, I went wow. back to the guy. He was like, here, gave me, you know, cleaning and this and that and whatever. And it just, like, literally, my body was rejecting it. Is that why your nipple uh, whistles now and then? Every once in a while. Um, like, did your mom find out about this right now as well? Probably. Yeah, oh I think God. she probably I, found yeah, out. Yeah, she's now. on the roof, ready to swan dive into the. Wow. 
parking lot. So how long total do you think you actually had it in? Uh, Nick, probably like maybe like a month okay. or something, and it just was not getting better. And, and always painful uh, all the time. It was so painful the entire time. It never healed. It was always painful. Was, did removing it hurt? Or was uh, it yes. really? Oh, really? No. Oh, hurt. I re- no. And I remember, too, I was in the bathroom uh, at my boyfriend's house in college. You know, it so bad. Way, you know, like college bathrooms. It was disgusting. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, so yeah. gross. And I was up there with my friend, and, and she was like, that's it. We're taking it out. And we just, yeah. Because remember the... Um, the old piercer, or what they used to use, I don't want to know what they use now, but it had little balls on the end, so you had to screw the, the ball off so that you could take right. the the um, hoop off. Yep. So it was like the whole thing was just painful. Oh. It was awful. Oh, my God. Um, all right, so the actual act of having it pierced, because I, I don't, I couldn't do it. It just seems like it would be so painful. <laughs> it was awful. It was okay. so painful. What did they use, like ice? Or people, what? Who, people who say, like, oh, no, it wasn't that bad. No, it was bad. Yeah. It's it felt- one of the more sensitive spots on your body. Yeah. I mean, you know. It's yeah. everything. Yeah. So sensitive. Um, well, so- li- and listen, here's the thing. Oh, God, here's, mo- here's more info. Uh, My vaginal piercing. No, no, no. No, I never did that. But I don't have very... <laughs> Well, I can't believe I'm saying. I don't have very sensitive nipples, yeah. so I thought, oh, okay, I can do this. Yeah, you know right. what I mean? Like I'm not like yeah. the girls who are super sensitive yeah. and are always nipping through their shirts. I've got right. tough as leather that. nipples. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. not so much. So not when true. when it was happening, did they get like browner or or pinker or? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody no, says, call the guy say- in New Hope. Yeah. He'll be yeah. able to answer Hold the on. question. But I will say, uh-huh. I. Th- well, he so uh, they would take pictures of all of their piercings, and I was like, "Oh hell no! <laughs> like, you cannot have a picture of my boob." <laughs> I am wow. floored right now. I am, I am too, man. Yeah. All the years, that is never so naughty. No, I'm so dumb. Never knew. So, and you, you also. So, what about the belly button? Yeah. Piercing? So, my Claire got one, which I thought was really sexy, but she got she got bored of it. You know, like a belly. Yeah, butt. I think I just I, I loved it. That yeah. I liked. You had it that was, for a while. I, guess. I had it for a very long time. Yep. And then I think I just got to an age where I was like, I, I don't need a belly button ring. <laughs> like, yeah. why, why do I still have? this I mean, on? my nipples are all. Yeah, my nipples. Yeah, yes, that makes but... sense. I can <laughs> hang laundry on those. Pain wise, though, when when getting the belly button versus the nipple, it, it, same amount or you know what I was? I think I was sixteen when I got my belly button pierced. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So I don't. I don't even remember. What What about the, the, the butt stuff you had done? Stop it. <laughs> you guys, we, should, we should all get our belly buttons pierced. What do you think? What do you yeah, think, guys? of course. Yeah. No, but you guys know I'm going, I'm, gonna get la- I'm getting a Brazilian laser. I remember you saying that. And yeah. somebody told me you have to hold your legs up so they can get your behind. <laughs> oh, really? So they, they, they're going to blow out your, your ass hair? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Could you do... imagine me holding my legs up for oh, somebody yeah, to laser yeah. my sure butt? Sure can. Yep. I'm going to get a man. <laughs> you right now. You know. Wow. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get through that part. Wow. <laughs> well, we all remember uh, Marissa's tongue piercing. Yeah. Remember when she removed, oh, yeah. removed that manually at home. I used to have the audio. Yeah, of that. The audio of that bit getting clipped off. Now that when you when you initially got that piercing done, Marissa, that, oh. how could that not hurt? Because uh, I was on spring break and it didn't. Matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. But did I ever tell you guys a story about when I came home and my mom saw it? No. So it was Easter dinner. Um, at first, I should say, as soon as I sat up, I like, or as soon as I got a pierce, I sat up and I went, my mom's going, no, I feel my tongue pierced because my tongue just swelled up and I couldn't eat for a few days. So it was Easter dinner. We're all sitting around the table, um, like an Italian table. So like, you know, we're talking and laughing like two hours after dinner. 
And at one point, I just opened my mouth, my mouth really wide to to laugh at something, and the whole t- <laughs> table's laughing, and my mom just stops. Oh, no. oh daggers! Oh, and boy. she goes, "What's that?" And the entire rest of the table starts cracking up laughing because they have saw it hours ago. You know, right. my mom was probably cooking dinner and she didn't notice. So my mom, like, collects herself for a minute and she goes, oh, okay, all right, all right, and starts laughing with it. And then she goes, well, at least I knew about the other one. And everybody laughs more. My dad goes, wait. What oh other God. one? <laughs> and then this is the creepiest part. So my dad just like, I guess he just didn't know how to react. So I'm laughing and trying to make light of it. So I grab my dad's hand and I go, Dad, this one. And I start to bring it like towards my chest. Oh, no. And my dad rips his hand away. He's like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? And I was like, Dad, my belly button. Where did you think I was going oh to bring God. your hand? Good God. It was kind of a tail in our family. Uh, so, down the line, uh, if your daughter decides she wants anything... Uh, I right, listen. Have her talk to Kathy. Yeah, I'll have her talk to Kathy. That'll yeah, fix it. She'll just sway her in a second. I can't believe you um, admitted that to us. Like, you... Oh, God. It was so long ago. Like, it was... Well, why didn't you tell us sooner? I, You know what? I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe was, you never asked about it my It was nipples. a national uh, nipple piercing day <laughs> yeah. until, until yeah, just now. Yeah, until right now. Yeah. Yeah. True, true. I mean, we talked about, you know... Uh, Pierce nipples and uh, many times on this show. I'd imagine not stopping. I can't wait till uh, about it, but. National Vaginal Piercing Day rolls right. around. When that comes around, wow. Yeah, yeah. mm. uh, hang on a second here. Hannah has piercings, loads of them. Hi, Hannah. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. You wanted to comment on the nipple piercing? Nipple. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was sixteen, I got my belly button and my lip pierced, and then. My friend did my nose piercing, and then, you know, you have to wait till you're 18 to get your nipples pierced. So when we were 18, we went and got them done, and we both sat still. Like, it didn't hurt. I think the piercing that hurt the worst was my nose, because after I got it done, my eyes would not stop watering, and Ugh. it felt like somebody punched me. Yeah, so, so Hannah, wow. I think I got to imagine. I've heard that from a few people, that that yeah. the nose stuff is, is really tricky. And so, did you did you eventually have it removed, or did you let it? Did you let yourself acclimate to it? Um, I just left it, and I've had my nose pierced um, to the point where now I can take it out and leave it out for a while and just put it back in. Because like once you pierce your nose, there's only like a little bit of skin at the bottom that you have to push through. So, do some people get it through the the um, oh god the lower. The, the, oh, that would hurt the so septum. Bad. The septum, and then yeah. some people get it out just actually on the nostril. Uh, you, I assume you had it through the septum, correct? No, I've actually had just my, my the side of my nose. I wanted to get my septum done, but um, the pain that I felt when getting my regular nose piercing done, I just I thought that <sighs> getting the septum done would blow it out. Yeah, I mean yeah. sometimes I think it looks really cool. Interesting. I, yeah, I, I, I sometimes I like the look. I think it can look really you know pretty wild. You know who has one Thanks, now that, that I hadn't noticed until recently? Um, and I started watching that cursing show with Nick Cage. Is uh, Nikki Glaser? She oh has yeah, a nose piercing. Yeah, yeah. It looks really good. It on does it. look good. Um, is hers? I think. Hers is on the side. It's not no, the septum. I know, no, I know. Um, it's either her or somebody else like her. It's not a real nose ring. Oh, okay. It's oh. magnetic. Like a magnet? Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I don't know, but hers I think good. hers is a magnet. Okay. I still yeah. like the nose piercing. Me too. Like, if, Me too. If I could get it, 
I would, but I just think with with you my allergies, it would be like you a would nightmare. get a nose person. Yeah. You really still like a I, nostril? I think, it, I think it looks oh, good. Yeah, yeah, like I think it looks cute on women. Kathy was blowing some chunky ones this morning when we <laughs> yeah. were here. Oh, oh, and they're blowing her nose. Oh, I just go. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it would. I it wouldn't go well. Wow, uh, Kathy. This text says I uh, can confirm the Brazilian laser does require a lot of weird positions. Yeah, I don't know that I could get through that. You're gonna have to. You're getting it done, right? Well, well, if I can't hold my legs up so they can get around, I might just do the bikini. Okay. <laughs> Don't turn around and spread them. Uh, There's a me, guy in another room. Hang on. Let me... <laughs> He's putting some, quarters in a slot. Somebody <laughs> commenting... By the way, it's National Nas- uh, Nipple Piercing Day, and that's how we got on this, but uh, Diane is commenting on the on the nipple piercing versus other parts. Hi, Diane. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Diane? Not too much. I just wanted to tell my nipple piercing and cartilage piercing story. Please. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was uh, in my uh, late teens, and I had the cartilage done at the Fairgrounds Mall in the Reading area. Fairgrounds and Mall in Reading. Okay. It was freezing. We, my boyfriend and I, walked to the mall because he lived nearby, and when we walked. It, as soon as I had it done, it was instant pain. It was so painful. I had my left left ear done, the cartilage. <sighs> and as soon as we stepped out of the mall, we walked home, and the, it was like like nose hairs freezing type of weather. So as soon as I got outside, it felt instantly better. But I couldn't. As soon as I got home to his place, I we went to go to sleep. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't lay on it. It was so painful. It never healed. I tried everything, same as uh, as Kathy, for like two months to, to make it heal because I wanted that that cartilage pierced so badly. I had Jeez. the same. I had the same exact thing happen to me. You had this 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 nagging pain, yeah, that, uh, up in the top of my ear. Diane's talking about. Yeah, I couldn't. I tried. I couldn't sleep on that side. Uh, it just oh. it just never healed. Is, is it just like a, like a pulsing pain? No, it's it's. Um, have you ever uh, accidentally like bent your ear while sleeping and, yeah. and slept on it? It's that, like, okay. um, it's it, it just like hurts all the time. Like a burning, like a burning, infected type of. I knew right away it was it was there was something wrong. Jeez. So, but Diane, you you had both nipples pierced. Uh, no, so same boyfriend. About a year later, he had his nipple pierced, and he had a bunch of tattoos, and so he convinced me to get mine done, and. We literally went to some row house in the Reading area. We had to wait for the guy to get released from jail. Oh my God! An ex-convict, an ex-convict teacher stuff. It's Reading, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my God, that's great. He was their leading surgeon. (laughs) Oh my God. And we were literally up on the second floor bedroom of this row house, this guy with his big ZZ Top beard, and he uh, did my nipple piercing, and he literally did it with, like, a hollow needle. Jesus. And, and, a, mm-hmm. like and a who's... Oh, wait, wait, wait. And a fork? No, no. A, a piece of cork. Oh, oh I, I heard fork. And a fork. Oh, I heard fork, yeah, too. I got a fork. Yeah. Here's an olive fork. Who's up for some chi-chi? Wow. So, and, and a couple of ice cubes and a couple of shots, and that was it. Jeez. I still have that to this day. So. You still have that piercing, both of them? I still have the, the nipple. I can't get anything through it at this point, but okay. the, uh, the nipple piercing was much less painful. That's wow. the story. Wow, okay. man. I don't know. There's a lot of people do these sort of uh, you know, back room things. Mm-hmm. I, I, no, you know, thank you. I think at least you went to a place that was at least seemed to be yeah. credentialed, yeah. right? Yeah. Is it still there, Kath? Uh, you know what? I don't know. I haven't been to New Hope no, your in a nipple. long time. Somebody <laughs> My nipple, texted in. They, still there. They thought they knew what you what place you were talking about. I saw it come in as soon. This as This is you a bunch of them. Yeah. Oh, the New yeah. Hope. 
Yeah, yeah tattoo shops and piercing places in, maybe, in New Hope. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, Kathy's nipple is a big mural when you walk in. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Well, the Silton piercing thing is, I mean, you can even go back to the movie Grease. You remember yes. that? They uh-huh. talk about that and yeah, just sure. using a, a pin and, and some ice. And no. I used to do it all the time when I was in, like, high school. You would pierce somebody else? No, my myself. Shut up. Yeah, I wanted my ear pierced so bad that I would take, like, uh, ice cubes and go up to the bathroom and sit there with a safety pin and... Mm. And no effing way. I know. No effing way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never I never had a, um, it's one of those things that never really interested me. That surprises me. You hear stories of people getting severe infections and having to have the, the, the cartilage yeah. clipped. And No. No. It just, I mean, as a. It's best to have a, 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 an ex-con do it with a fork. Right. As a drummer in a rock band, I'm just, I'm surprised that you never yeah. had any. No, I never, uh, it wasn't my thing. Right. Uh, hang on, let me go to, uh, we got to wrap it up? We do. Can I go to one more call? Yeah. All right, I'm going to go to Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Good morning. Hey guys, how are you today? Good. Uh, what do you want to tell us about your nipple piercing? <laughs> yeah, so I uh, I got my nipple pierced on Senior Week in Cancun, Mexico, at Senor Frog. Oh my one god! Of the, one of their finest establishments. Senor Frog is like a legendary place, right? You got it pierced <laughs> at a bar in Cancun. On the second floor, yeah. yeah that's, that's, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where they sold the guns. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I think I, you know. I think they just use the you know lighter to, uh, to disinfect it. Sure. But, oh uh, cord- cord- corderized it. Yeah. <laughs> God. No, disinfect yeah. the needle. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Her. I was working at a pizza shop at the time in in uh, the fine streets of Delco, and uh, I was bringing up uh, sauce containers because I was making a batch of sauce. It was a, a full case with four cans on top. So there's ten cans all together. Oh man. I bring them up and I and they're these big you know big cans. So I put put them on the table and I I pull away and I had one of the horseshoe. Uh, earrings in my nipple, and there goes the the sauce can with my nipple, oh. with my nipple ring. Oh God! Oh. Ripped it right out. God, it, listen, uh, that's a whole dude. conversation we could have. Yeah. People calling in, we're getting a piercing ripped out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's gnarly, Jamie. What town were you? Uh, was this pizza shop in, by the way? In Drexel Hill, on Vermont Road. Okay, man. Ow. But it, it's, still, uh, it's still... There's an extra far. piece of pepperoni on the toilet <laughs> on the tomato can there. Sauce is a little different. <laughs> Nasty. Oh All right, Jamie, God. thank you. Wow. That's F-dump. Right. Yep. Wow. Okay, one more call. I, I said we were going to go to uh, that last call, but we got one more, and this is John on the line. John, are you there? Hey, I'm here. Happy birthday for us. Oh, thank you, John. Oh. I appreciate it. But I think celebration is uh, your uh, territory today, right? Yeah, I started off Monday uh, on a good note, won $500. How about that? That's our no sad dough winner right there, John. Get where, a piercing. Where are you from, my man? Hey, Bucks County. From Bucks Co. Excellent. What town? Uh, Doylestown. In Doylestown. Beautiful. I love Doylestown. Hey, uh, have you ever won anything from MMR before? No, I haven't. How about this? Breaking it in with just cash to him. I absolutely love that. Uh, John, uh, did you do it uh, via text or did you go through the website or our app? No, I sent the text in. You did the text. Seems like the simple way for everybody to go for it. Excellent. Keep in mind, you can win 10,000 if you use the app or the website. But nonetheless, 500 bucks, nothing to sneeze at. John, congratulations to you, my man. Hey, thanks, guys. You guys are awesome. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. There you go. Yeah. The next opportunity is coming up in about an hour and nine minutes. We will have your chance to win. Uh, let's take a break and come back. But hang on one second. What? Huh? Let's just recap. More. Yes. Go back. Kathy had a nipple pierced at yeah. one point in her life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> News to us. The best birthday present I've had so far. Besides Judd Apatow wishing me a happy birthday. You you, you missed what she also blurted out. She worked in snuff films for a while. Oh, my God.
This is this is a revelation for people who've known each other for a long time. Oh my god. Okay. We're gonna take a break when we return. Oh, and by the way, was it Warrior nineteen eighty four? Was that where you got your I, you first? know what? It may be. Okay. I don't I don't remember so Somebody long ago. Him. All right, uh Billy Gardell's coming up next. Stay with us. We'll return in a moment. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's local shots. That's right, and this month's band is Party Muscles. Your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. We have a guest coming up in just a moment. Marissa's talking to somebody, giving me the thumbs up. That means he's pretty much ready to go. Mm -hmm. So why don't we get right to him? Because... Bob Hart's Avashola is on tonight at 8.30 on CBS. We love this guy. It's always yes. great. Every single time. We've had He's him great. for many, many years. Please welcome the one and only Mr. Billy Gardell. Hey. Good day to hey. you, Billy. What's happening? Preston and Steve. Good to talk to you guys again. Man. Good to talk to you, man. This is, you know, the show. Listen, Chuck Lorre, he's got the gift. He's the showrunner. He did Mike and Molly. He did this show. I mean, when you're attached to something like this, Preston often says, is is this like the closest for an actor to having a regular nine to five? Yeah. Yeah, but it, I mean, in a wonderful way. You know? Yeah. As I started out as a comic, so when I landed in television, finally, uh, the, the 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 schedule for a sitcom was to me heavenly. To actually be home three out of the five days a week at around four or five o'clock and be around my family, what a gift that was. And then, you know, we have long filming days, and it gives my wife a break from me, which is nice for her. <laughs> but and, I, uh, and it's, a, it's a gift. I really love it. I love the schedule. You know, you have you had a great ensemble with Mike Amali. You have a great ensemble with this show. The, everybody around you has just got gr- great stuff to offer. There's got to be a more unique sense of family when you're on a show like this, Right. Yeah, I think it, it. You know, it's a the beautiful thing about this show is is you know people who who might not have even talked to each other taking a chance on each other. Yeah, and I, and I think I think at the end of the day, you know, when when we're when we're brave enough to talk to each other about our differences, we find our commonalities. You know, and I think when you get through everybody's differences, the the end of the day, everybody just wants a hand to hold, somewhere to live, and to know their family's okay. So, I, and you can always you can build from that, and it's really nice. That's what the whole show is about, and that's that. That to me is something. You know, there are a lot of people these days who want to tell us how much we hate each other and want to have us conflicting. And the truth of the matter is, when I'm around people, that's not the thing. That you know, out and about with different you know, what ethnicities or whatever, or just religions, whatever people pretty much have a lot of the same things. And, and that's, that's what the show does such a good job at depicting is the commonalities opposed to these minuscule differences. Yeah. And it also does a beautiful job of doing that in an example way instead of a preaching way. Right. It's, it's just it's to watch two people come together and then just like any other, you know, they're engaged this year, and, and just like any other marriage, you know, when you when you marry someone, you marry their whole family, right? And the craziness that comes with that, and I think that's something a lot of people can identify with, and I think it's just a 
it's a nice reminder of, of what what is capable when you when you lead with love. So for for the uh, for people who are unfamiliar, let them uh, t- tell them what the, uh, the the conceit of the show is. You're 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 kind of a a, a guy who has a, a a heart episode, and you encounter Abishola and fill us in. Yeah, that that's it. Uh, Bob runs a, a compression sock factory out of Detroit. <laughs> And uh, which is why I have a mustache, bad hair, and a Cadillac. (laughs) (laughs) And he, the stress of the business gets to him. He ends up having a heart attack. And when he wakes up, he he meets this uh, cardiac nurse, Abishola, who's from Nigeria. And there's a strength and a stoicism in her that he, he is immediately drawn to. And, and, and Bob has a good playfulness about him. And I think that's what she's drawn to. And I think as we go and unfold this thing, what you find out about being a, being a great couple just means, you know, you get from that other person what you're missing. Right. And All right. That, that's that's where they build from, which is, you know, that Chuck Lorre guy. I think he's going to be around. For <laughs> it looks good for him. So listen, Billy, so so Abishola was, was already married, correct? Yes. Yes. That's one of the great twists this year is we find out that she was married. And that uh, her husband had, had uh, left for Nigeria when they first came to America to go back there. To, to basically try to rebuild his life, but she didn't want to leave, but he, he, he wanted to leave so he could provide, but he also kind of, he left, you know? And, and so there's this, this, this landscape we have to navigate and, and they've done this very well. You know, the writing you know, on our show is fantastic. And that's a credit to Chuck and his, his tribe, you know? Um, and what we have to navigate is, you know, those are real issues. We can't just sitcom our way through those. These are two men that have to sit down and have to learn to be agreeable in this person's life because there's a child involved and there's a, hopefully there will be an ex. And, and, and getting to that is kind of tricky because uh, he, he can, in, in Nigeria, they can, either person can not grant the divorce and then you just have to stay married. Oof. So they're trying to navigate that now, which I think leads to some really funny and sweet moments here coming up in the next episode. What's cool about it again, you talk about no no one is one, you know, like, okay, this guy is this or she this person is completely this. No. Everyone has nuance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and everybody's everybody's open to, to learning and, and, and being who they are in their way. And and I think that's you know, we're missing that. You know, the world's a big place. We all fit. Hey we Billy fit. there's enough room for everybody to live here. Do we do we have to thank your uh, your coworkers when you were seventeen for your career? Because and and correct me if I'm wrong. Did you end up doing an open mic on on a bet? Well, yeah, I had always wanted to be a stand up comic, and when I was seventeen, I was working in a warehouse at a place called Zares, which was a precursor to Target. That right was like before that all started. Well, I was in the loading bay. And I used to work with some of the guys back then and tell them I was going to be a stand-up. And uh, one day they were just tired of hearing me talk, and they all bet me 50 bucks I wasn't going to do it. And um, and I had to put up or shut up because if I didn't do it, I, my little paycheck wasn't going to cover the bet. So <laughs> I kind of owe those guys some motivation, you know. Well, you and then you obviously, you know, that became a productive uh, career choice for you. And I'm not sure. So I know you'd open for a number of people, but is this true that you opened for George Carlin at one point? I did. I, I, I got a gig opening for him one time uh, because his opening act was sick. And I just happened to be through this person called that person. And I was able to do that when I was very young. And it was an incredible honor to just uh, 
to 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 muddle through my little fifteen and then run to the back of the auditorium and watch the master work. I, I would have to imagine because that's that's like that's like a like a papal encounter in the world of stand up. It really was, man. I asked him for some advice at the end, and he said, uh, "He said always, always be writing what's happening in your life, so your act never gets stale." Yeah. And I said, well, "I said, well, what if nothing's happening in my life?" And he said, "Well, get busy living." And then he uh, walked away. Uh, okay. Oh, that's <laughs> all right. There you that's, go. <laughs> it's sage advice. Yeah, yeah. Sounds mm-hmm. like Carlin. Wow. Hey, Absolutely. Billy, did I read correctly? You're working on a uh, a movie, or uh, I don't know if it's in post production or whatever, called The Italy Boys. Uh, you know, there's the we that thing has come close a couple times, and then they haven't uh, pulled the trigger yet. Okay, I, I don't know what's going on with it right now with COVID, but it's a very interesting uh, uh, crime story. And uh, yeah, I was I'm supposed to be involved as a uh, one of the FBI agents, uh, and uh, so I really hope that happens. But like I said, since COVID, everything has kind of shifted. So yeah, I'm I'd not lo- sure where that's sitting right now. So. Yeah. I'd love to see you end up as a Paul Sorvino type in a, yeah. in a couple of, you know, like a... Like that's a, my dream. My, that, that's so cool of you to say that. My next, like, God, look, what what has happened to me is obscenely ridiculous as it is. And if nothing else happens, that's fine. But when this one's over, I do want to take a shot at, at a smaller, you know, like maybe a third or fourth or fifth lead on an hour-long drama like that. Sorvino, Goodman... Like I want to go, I want to make that turn and see if I can wear that uh, that hour long drama and see see if uh, that works. Yeah, that's m- the kind of character acting I love. I love that stuff. My money's on you nailing it. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. No problem. In the meantime, of course, we'll be uh, sending everyone to watch uh, Bob Hart's Abishola. It's doing great. You're doing great. It's always great to have you on. So uh, so thanks for checking in once again. Always. Man. You, you got you, you guys are my bi yearly stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep that alive. Also, hey, hey, uh, Preston, uh, it's your birthday, and uh, you better look out. They told me to tell you the gang has some surprises for you, but knowing that crew, I'd, I'd just keep your keep your wits about it. Uh, probably a good idea. <laughs> Thank you for the advice. I appreciate it, Billy. <laughs> Billy Gardell, guys. Yeah. Take care, man. It's good to hear from you. All right, Casey went and looked for something. You know, I don't know. Billy was, was right there, right? Yeah. yeah what did you guys? I, didn't, I thought I was going to get out of this today. Okay, so Casey is... Walked out of the studio and now, will be returning shortly with something. Apparently, the, the the llama is being reticent to come into the studio. All right. I, I see candles, so I, I'm getting a cake of some type, which is very, very nice. If it's if it's a reproduction of Kathy's nipple. If that's what it is. It is. Then I'll yeah. be more than uh, than delighted. Let me see here. Oh, it's, it's a, just a straight up. Happy birthday, Preston! Birthday cake. Thank you, guys. Yay. Oh, so much and three candles. Does oh, it's it his say... happy birthday, Presbo. Yeah, uh, Muhammad was like, "Is that the guy's name?" <laughs> I go, "No, his, his actual name's uh, Preston, but we just call him Presbo." All right, you ready? Am I blowing the candles out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, well yeah. not with COVID. You gotta. Yeah, you got oh, a fan of that. Out. The deal? Yeah. I haven't had a birthday since. Oh, you got to splatter your so... germs all over Wait, the cake. The... I'll use the bizarre file. Here okay. we go. Ready and. Yay! Yay! Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Is All that... right, bring it in! Oh, no. There's more. What? Dude! Get out Yay! of here! It's a bicycle! Are you serious? They got me a bicycle! Dude! It's a penny farthing. It is not a penny farthing. Uh, okay. So All kids want a bike for their birthday. It's got a little bell on it! 
All right, so something I haven't revealed on the air, I'll go ahead. But um, last year, no, it's, uh, last year we, uh, my wife and I, we bought a beach house. So we bought a, a house down the shore, and uh, one of the one of the things you do at the beach is you ride bikes. Yeah, people ride bikes all over the place. And uh, a little while back, Casey lent me his um, his cruiser, right? His little beach cruiser. And I'm like, dude, this is the coolest bike. It's great because I have a mountain bike where you got to yeah. have to kind of hunch over and everything. It hurts your taint. A beach cruiser, you kind of sit back and the, the handlebars are really big and you're in a much more comfortable position. I told him how much I enjoyed riding the bike. <laughs> so you guys got me a bike? That's, dude, those aren't cheap. No, well, listen, our friend uh, Scott from Zippy's Bikes yeah. in, uh, in Wildwood, in Wildwood yeah. he, he gave us a nice deal on this electric beach cruiser. And Zippy's, by the way, that's like my go-to shop down the shore. Casey took me by there and, and met the gang. They're really, really cool and they're big fans of the Preston and Steve show. So Yeah, so oh, um, they're, they're right there on Pacific Avenue. I went and talked to him. I talked to your wife. Believe it or not, uh, I'm so glad I went and checked it out because I was going to get you this steel matte black bike, and then I saw this one. I was like, "Oh, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do here." So then I sent some. Oh, and by the way, this y- your wife pitched in for this as well. Okay, uh, you know, so this is on behalf of all of us and your wife. Aww. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What so it, does, d- take it for a spin, Preston. <laughs> I don't know how you guys feel about this, but does Zippies have? I always need a basket and then like a little cell phone oh my holder gosh. so they, you can put. Oh yeah. And you can go to you can run and grab you know pick up whatever you need throw it in your basket and you don't have to take your car. Kathy, right? They have like they got everything. At all the baskets that you need. They okay, also great. have like cup holders too. And yeah, they, so. do, they yep. do nipple piercings. They do nipple yeah. piercings as well. So when you go for your iced coffee, you can stick it in the cup holder. Uh, Zippy's nipples. <laughs> Zippy's nipples. Zippy's. Is it big enough for you? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, wow. Hey! Oh, wait. I'll go down the hall. Yes. Go down. All right, the hall. Here we go. I'll open the door I'm going to give you a a. I'll be able to watch. All right, Preston is riding his bicycle. He's taking the turn, <laughs> going down the hall. Wow. One of his tassels fell off like an old stripper, and he's <laughs> heading down the hall towards Ben. He has stopped his bike. He is turning around. He will come up around the kitchen. Let's see. We're looking. He has, it's like an Apollo 13. They're trying to reconnect, trying to get that contact. Will He's in! He made a turn. He made it all the way around. Okay. He's coming down. He's okay. He's and here he goes. <laughs> yeah. He almost hit his head on the exit side. Yeah. <laughs> Casey, did you have to put the bike together? No. Okay. Oh, God. Thank oh, God. No. no. You just had water. That's no, but I did. Um, I thought I was going to be able to. The funny thing is we bought it down the shore. We're bringing it up here, and they're going to have to bring it back down the shore. Right. But uh, I was. I put it on my roof rack. And you I, realize you don't have a roof rack. And that, I was yeah. like, how am I going to do this? No. Um, the tires are so thick, I just didn't feel confident driving it all the way home. So then I had to have Chuck bring it home. Thick and veiny. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it is for it's Preston. Preston yeah. yeah. So uh, so I had to have Chuck bring it because I was like, I'm going to lose this thing on Route 55. So now you guys can all go uh, pedaling together, right? Yeah. 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 Well, next is I have to get a tricycle. Mm-hmm. Because Casey and Chuck both have one, and they, they we live in kind of the same area, and so we'll be the Try Guys. <laughs> yes, uh, if we if the three of us get these big tricycles, that sounds so really tough. That'll be I know, I know. <laughs> it, it, it's the like Trilams, the senior citizen version of the Pagans. Um, oh, that's awesome, dude. That's great. Thank you. I needed a beach cruiser, so that's that's my whole family will enjoy that. Yes, I love it. Well, happy birthday from everybody. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't. You didn't have to do anything. I really appreciate it, though. And Casey, dude, you know he loves people's birthdays. Yeah, loves yeah. birthdays. And over the weekend, he ordered and got for me uh, my favorite pizza out of St. Louis from Mimo's Pizza. Aww. He ordered some Mimo's pizzas, and we had that over the weekend. Nice. And my best friend Steve 
got me four more. So Did I have really? those came. Yeah. Oh my god. So I'm eating Emo's pizza for dinner tonight. Too. So and then we and Billy Gardell, we uh, Casey put the word in to make sure that he uh, he made a mention of it and set it up. So it's very cool. Wow. And Judd Apatow. I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. Like Kathy got and her nipple pierced. Yeah, absolutely. I, that was probably the biggest thing of the day. Now, was, do, do we do we get Paul McCartney on the phone now? For oh, that? shit. <laughs> shut your mouth. Get him on the phone. <laughs> so it's you this year today. Uh, Nick Murphy's at the end of the week. And then Bill Weston's this week, too, right? That's correct. Bill Weston's birthday when is, is this his? week. I, I forget. I think it's the 30th? 30th. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, and Nick Murphy, I believe, is Friday. Thursday. How about Thursday? Okay. Thursday. Yeah. See, well, Thursday's the new Friday. It's what has made uh, January worth a damn in my life. Yeah. Because yeah. January, like you were saying, is usually a pretty so it's, a, it's a hell month. What's that? Uh, I think Sarah. Uh, oh, Sarah. And Sarah, by the way, Sarah Parker. She's, she's just, awesome. She's the Wait. best. She's a fellow Aquarian, and she left me a birthday card uh-huh. today. And it said to the noticer, the connoisseur, the necromancer, the realtor, the necromancer, the historian. We did it one time. <laughs> yeah. The therapist. He is Preston Elliott. Uh-huh. And she left me a, an awesome birthday. And her card. birthday is January too. Uh, it is in January. I know she's a fellow Aquarian, okay. so it might go into February. She has an Aquarian. It's today. Oh, it's this week. Oh, Marissa week. was saying okay. so. We'll have to do something nice. See, my joke. mom is like big on birthdays, and she's big on people getting birthday cards in the mail, not like dropped off in your right. mailbox, but actually through the postal. She worked service. for the postal service. She did, and so like she has on her calendar, like she's you know not very many people <laughs> use an actual like calendar these days, but she has on the calendar everybody's birthday, so she makes sure that everybody even serial killers, even serial killers, but like as a result, Steve. She gets the most birthday cards on her birthday. Does in the she? Ma- oh my god! Wow. Absolutely, ev- like sh- I mean, dozens of birthday cards. And it's you know the way I look at birthdays, and this is this is not just for you, Preston, but it's for everybody. It is a it is a way for me to just say to you, even if not through presence, but just to say out loud, I am so glad that you were here and that you were part of my life. And even if you weren't part of my life, I'm glad that you exist. Aww. Simple as that. Yep, it's, that's beautiful. It's, I, I love the way he views that. So. Yes. Uh, it's a it's a really cool thing. So thank you guys. I got a new bike. I got a bike. I got a bike for my birthday. Look at mom. Wow, that's awesome. All right. Well, you know what we you should know what? do. Leave your car here and take that home. Uh, instead of uh, the junk drawer, uh, play the sound effect, and I'll just keep opening presents. Oh yay! So uh-huh. How about the gratitude that. drawer? The gratitude drawer. No, see, it sounds like I'm opening a yeah, tearing into something and opening a gift. So. <laughs> Uh, no, I just have a few stories that we can roll through. Uh, we'll go with this one because I didn't see it on Friday, but apparently uh, on Jeopardy there was a tiebreaker. Yes, there yeah. was. It was on yeah Friday, as you said. It was it was unbelievable. And, and, I, and let me tell you something: both guys were playing great, uh, great Jeopardy. Yeah, so it's a very rare event. Uh, it was contestant uh, Jack Weller and three day champion Brian Chang both had eighteen thousand eight hundred dollars heading into the final question. Uh, and it was statues honoring this man who was killed in 1779 can be found in Waimea, Kauai, and Whitby, England. Yeah. Both Weller and Chang correctly guessed who is Cook, referencing Captain James Cook. And both of them wagered everything, and they ended up with $37,600 each. Wow. So then they had to use a tiebreaker, which is something they only instilled back in uh, 2016. Yeah, so that was my question. It used to be that uh, if both people got the same, they would both come back in the next game, right? I yes. would prefer that. Me I too. Mean, as, as a viewer, it's like, no, you know, just bring them both back. Right. They both get all of those winnings. 
No, but they they change it, and so they do a, a single tiebreaker. Right. And they even changed right. that process. In the original older days, they would uh, do penis size. Wow. <laughs> and and then they decided for a, uh, a buzz-in tiebreaker. What if they had a female uh, contestant? Well, that's then why. Then you better have a big man in the boat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So uh, the first person to buzz in with the... Uh, uh, the answer would be the winner, and it was an easy one. It was. I, I actually. It I, was very easy. It was easy in in. Oct- I guess they didn't want to have a question nobody could get, and right. then to be like, "What do we do now?" Yeah, yeah. Right. You know. So in October 1961, Stalin's body was removed from display in this other man's tomb. Chang apparently got him first, and who is Lenin is the answer. Oh, they they had to buzz in. Yes, yeah. so the yeah. first to buzz in is that's that's how they cut to the chase. But I gotta say, the guy, the guy he was playing against, like bet everything, like did a true daily double on a huge sum, mm-hmm. and uh, that's how he got to the place where he was competitive with Chang. So it was it was some really top level. Jeopardy. What they didn't know, though, Steve, is they Chang thought it was John, John Lennon, Lennon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and not uh, Vladimir Lennon. It's so. weird how they have, like, for example, in the beginning, uh, in the first round of Jeopardy, you can use last names. Yep. And in the second, uh, uh, Double Jeopardy, they're a little bit more um, specific about supplying first names. Yeah, yeah. They're de- and they're definitely lenient in the first round of Jeopardy as forming it in a question. Right. They'll give you and a Alex. Pack. Alex would give you a reminder. Yeah. Uh, but in 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 double jeopardy, if if you did it incorrectly, you were you were penalized. Is, is there something you want to say, Dickhead? <laughs> <laughs> so I follow Ken on Twitter, and he posted this over the weekend, which is uh, you know this clue and this how this uh, game ended. But he also noted that um, if those guys had gotten it wrong, it would have been a super duper rare triple zero finish because they both bet it all. So they could have all ended up with zero dollars at oh, the end wow. had, had they gotten it wrong. I didn't even think of that. And I don't know what happens in that case. I guess a nipple pierced. Fresh <laughs> contestants or they, whoever cries when they get their nipple yeah, pierced yeah, loses. Right. <laughs> but that sucks because the guy who essentially came, uh, who tied, walks away with only $2,000. Yep. I, I know, but that's, mm-hmm. that's you know what? He uh, he has nothing to be ashamed of. He played a hell of a game. I mean, he's a loser. <laughs> no, but he, he played a hell of a game. Yeah, so he, uh, Chang, kept his uh, 37-6 and has won 88-102 for his four days. So I guess he comes back uh, tonight. He's right? really good. Yeah, he's okay. also kind of arrogant. I don't really like Is him. Is he uh, really? Well, he's also kind of, he's yeah. nerdy and arrogant at the same time, but he's, he, uh, he's okay. Okay. All right. Uh, what else? Let me open up another gift here. Uh, St. Gabriel's Hall in Lower Providence uh, by the Archdiocese of Philadelphia. It's been closed by the Archdiocese. Is expected to draw significant interest from developers mm. once the property hits mark hits the market. Nick had sent me this article. Last week, it's such a cool looking building. Yeah. I'm really curious just to see what they're going to do with it because because of how cool it is. It? What's that? They're rezoning it, obviously. Well, they're rezoning it, but it's a really neat looking building with a lot of historical value. And so, if they're going to rezone it for commercial and or residential, will they incorporate any of that into whatever the new thing is? Well, the new one of the new owners that's or the, somebody who's bidding to do it wants to have it uh, as Purple Orchid Estates. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Okay, the right. first legitimate real estate venture by the Purple Orchid. Let's hear them out. Yeah. All right, so how many acres is the entire property? If they do that, <laughs> you would have to have, like, Harry Donut Lane. <laughs> exactly, yeah. you yeah. know. Man in the boat. Something yeah, like yeah. that. They yeah. would have to. 
Um, so I've never been over to the facility. I only see it on uh, 322, or I mean... Um, 422. Or 422 yeah. when driving by. Yeah, I used to live right near there. I, I lived off of Pauling's Road, and this is on Pauling's Road, and so I, I could walk there. I did walk there quite a bit. It's a gorgeous campus. Um, the building itself is, is really fascinating. It's got a cool clock tower. It looks then, like Hogwarts, kind of. It does, yeah, and there's this um, there's a farm attached to it as well. So I didn't know that. Farm? The students that went there um, would learn manual labor, and so um, as far as I could tell, a lot of the students went there because of disciplinary problems in, right. in their past, and this really did a great job at sort of rehabbing a lot of those kids. Did J.D. Salinger spend time there? Because uh, I, I know... That's the rumor. He went to her sinus. I know he did a, a year at DeVry. Okay. Um, but I <laughs> he had, learned VCR repair. I had heard, and it's you know not necessarily fact, that, that uh, J.D. Salinger did spend time, and, and that uh, Catcher in the Rye was not only well, set there, but also... I know we spent uh, time at uh, Valley Forge Military Academy. Maybe that's what it was. So there is a reference to the Purple Orchid in Catcher in the Rye. Oh, no, yeah. really? Well, he sees a prostitute at one point. He so, does, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently the township has been uh, approached by developers, but um, uh, it's li- it says uh, that <laughs> this is likely to change, that these particular developers that they met might not be the only ones. I you, you It'd be cool if they could keep... Listen, the, the building is a beautiful looking building. It, it is. It's cool. I, I, yeah, I, somehow I, or another. I doubt they're going to be able to do, if they if they zone it for, you know, condos. Or, that, they can do that. Yeah. They can retrofit it and, and, and keep that design because it is a really, really nice looking building. But they can also build around it if they if they choose to do that. Yeah, Stephen well. says the property is zoned for residential right. use. Okay. So, yeah. There we go. Um, the Glen Mills, Glen Mills School, that yes. is still empty as well, correct? I believe so. I yeah. had... I had some thoughts about that particular area and what I feel like that could be used for. What are your thoughts? My thoughts are, and I hope the people at Widener are listening, I think Widener can and possibly should move their campus to the Glen Mills location. Because I don't think Widener is that big of a, of a student body and that big of a campus. I, I'm not sure exactly how big Glen Mills is, but I feel like it could, because it is. It could accommodate it? It could. And and it is a good school. It's, you know, especially for, for prospective nursing students. Um, it is a decent school. It's just, you know, the for me, uh, it's not in that desirable of a location. No, it's a terrible location, but have you been there lately? Um, well, well, my niece goes there. It's it, yeah. The campus is much nicer than it used to be. I mean, oh, really? They, okay. Yeah, they, they've made it much nicer. I got lost there. Uh, well, <laughs> if you got to see the union play, by law, you're supposed to spend a half hour lost on the Widener campus. Well, I don't know if it's still closed or not, but the exit off of 95 uh, on-ramp and off-ramp was closed for a little while, so yes. Yes, I, I, I spent I got, about 25 minutes it's where i got lost and right a, a cop was like he, he literally waved me down he was like where are you going you're like i'm just <laughs> he was like this is where you go to get I, out of kathy I, I spent so much time on campus i enrolled yeah yeah <laughs> i took some adult ed classes huh uh so i don't know what they're going to do with it but uh it would be sad to see it go of course because it's such a when you drive by you can't help but take a good look at it well arcadia to me looks very hard hogwartian yeah. um, arcadia looks like um uh, looks like Winterfell from Game of Thrones to me uh, because it's got very big, round, uh, cool. large turret yeah. uh, type of structures around it. It reminds me of Winterfell. But, yeah, it has that yeah. that kind of uh, gothic look about it, which is pretty cool. Um, so, Mr. Yep. Potter, we were formerly named Beaver. We will have to. <laughs> <laughs> it was formerly named Beaver. Uh, so we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see what happens. All right, do it all again. I'll just read you the uh, the headline to this. 
Smushy-faced cats can't show emotions, research suggests. <laughs> As How opposed many, to the emotions that regular cats show? How many mm-hmm. millions of dollars was, was spent on this research? Smushed faces. We, we had a smushy-faced uh, cat, looked like grumpy cat. It was a dwarf cat. A lot of times they're dwarf cats. Mm-hmm. Tingles was her name, loved her dearly. Um, her... her <laughs> Yes, there's a. It's a lot harder, I guess, you know, facially for the the musculature to to indicate what's going on. But she was wonderful. We had a Persian that would be yeah. considered like a smushy face, a right? Smushy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, they can't show their true feelings. And a study shared uh, in the conversation. Study author Lauren Fink explains that breeds such as Persians, there you go, Himalayans, or the internet famous Grumpy Cat, are unable to express emotions as well as their narrow faced counterparts. Uh, these breeds are the result of selective breeding on the part of humans uh, in an attempt to make a cuter, more cuddly cat. Uh, but Frank argues this inability to express themselves could result in them not getting the attention they need from their owners, what? i.e. their owners might not realize that the cat is in pain or needs medical attention. Well, my cat, it tingles. She she had a, a painful incident before she died. And it was, but I did know, I mean, she was exhibiting other things that right. that, that, that indicated it. But by facial expressions, like like dogs can right. sometimes express... Wince or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they, because they have a little bit more control over their, their brow region, their yeah. eyes, because our dogs can look at me with an inquisitive look right, yeah. or a... Um, um, a concern look right. or something like that or a begging. You can tell those differences mainly because of the ears and eyes. I knew I knew what Tingles was thinking mostly through her poetry. Okay. Uh, which I All thought right. was... It's expressive, yeah, but, yeah, you know. Yeah. That's how I have got inside got her world. I got you. <laughs> so smushy face cats. Oh, this is me unwrapping gifts now. Aww. I thought it was a cat. I did, yeah. too. I thought you was a cat in a cat box. Now you're um, taking a big dump. Yeah, we're just uh, we're going through the junk drawer, oh, but it's my birthday. The dump so. drawer, dude. <laughs> the speaking of big dumps, press. Oh my god. What? Okay, so dude, I got man. a picture from Casey over the weekend, and we haven't we haven't shared no uh, turd pictures in a long time. Was it a good one? And you know why we did why we quit sharing turd pictures because the automatic flushing on our toilets here at yeah, the, at the it's station. too good. And you get one, it's good, and then you stand up, and it's gone. That's gone why forever. If you think it's a keeper, reach in and pull it out. Oh my God, Casey! The me, I'll sh- I'm not going to show it to Kathy because I know she has zero. Yeah, no, thank but you. Hold it up. Yeah, wait do you see this. It's it's pretty unbelievable. That's a good one, man. That's uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> it, and and it, that shows you that's that's what a juice cleanse will do. Jesus, <laughs> he just showed it to me again. It's length, not girth. Yeah. yeah. Although it's a little girthy. It's a little girthy, but, yeah. uh, you know, double tapered. But dear God, it swirls around yeah. the bowl. And, uh, and and you want that. Yeah. You want you want that that to come out of you. It's it's so big that at some point, Casey. You yeah. give it a name. You know it's a good one. But at some point, you could probably feel it pushing pressure back on you because it was hitting the sides of the toilet. I was lifting up out of the toilet. It Were was, you really? No. I wouldn't doubt it. I, Do um, you feel the need to name it at, at that size? I think I would. Well, it kind of named itself. It, 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 know, it, it's, it told you its name. Yeah. it's. Uh, it's I am Zarkon. In the shape of the letter. All right. I didn't C. see this. I knew that you had posted this on Twitter over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, Casey posted this. I just took an enormous dump. Probably my biggest one ever. Who wants to see it? And then he did a Twitter poll. Yeah. Uh, it's 61% to 33%. Which way do you think it fell? Yes. No, we no. went to no. I'm yes. surprised. Oh, 66% of people... There are humans. Have, ...have taste, yes, and they don't want to see it. Yeah. So. I sent it to... 
the only two people on the show that I thought would appreciate a picture of this, and that was Preston and, and Chuck. And yeah, go. and Marissa. <laughs> and Marissa. <laughs> no, and you're welcome, Nick and Kathy and Marissa and Steve. Uh, for not sending it your way, but then Chuck was like, "This is ridiculous." And then he's he's got a a, a poop chat group on uh, on his uh, text chain that he yeah, and he sent it to those guys. And and do they they send pictures to each other? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! I didn't you know, mean, okay. I forgot to send this to Antes because he appreciates this as well. <laughs> Well, sometimes and, he has a dream about it and wins the lottery. Yeah. Send it to Justin Chase, too, one of the higher-ups in, yes. in the company. Please do. You guys are on good terms. Uh, yeah. All right. Let me see what else we got I here. I think he likes so it. Thank you for yeah, sharing sure. that. Thanks. Um, Thanks so much, Casey, for that large turd picture. All right. This is stupid. And this is why I'm sharing it with you. Home improvement TV shows. Yeah. A new Insider.com opinion article argues that they're causing everyone's home to look alike as they followed the design choices frequently used in those shows. Things like open concept floor plans, barn doors, shiplap walls, industrial sinks, exposed beams, and accent walls, leaving them, quote, drained of any personality. <laughs> well, I mean, homes have looked alike for a long time. I know. I know. Okay. There, are, there are just general trends in homes yes. that are part of the standard deal. And that's... We're, all right. They need to shut up. I know. They Writer, need to take more turd picks. Uh, writer Samantha Grindel also says that the type of design choices on these shows may be made for different reasons uh, than would uh, look good in an average family's home, pointing out that the renovations are often done under a time crunch and carried out with what looks good on TV with TV in mind. TV. Uh, she also says that a former HGTV executive told Insider that open floor plans are popular on the network shows because the demolitions for them appeal to male viewers. Mm. All right. So ripping All right. out the walls. Yeah. And the demo part is kind of fun to watch. So, I like yeah. I like open. So I see it. I I love our house. As we did not clutter it up. We had um, Lauren Feldman, who's a former. Uh, a calendar girl and, and an incredibly very good sense of interior design. She's she and my wife have been you know sort of over the years piecing together the way our house looks, and uh, she did a great job. And it, it's it's not cluttered and it's you know it's respectful of the age of the house with some new you know accents. I like the open design, and I'm just, I'm not. It wasn't just because we're trendy. Yeah, that's I saw, not like it's a new thing. Yeah, I built yeah. my house years ago, and that was I. It's, I took walls out. I was yeah. like, if this wall doesn't need to be here, don't put it there. I don't have that ability, so I, I trust other people to do it. You know, I, I, I actually talked to Kathy about it and my girlfriend and, and Lauren, and I trust their opinion, and I'll follow their lead. But I remember years ago, I once expressed an opinion that um, I liked the, the furniture and styles in Pottery Barn, and I thought that that looked nice. And I have a snobby friend who looked at me, and she was like, Pottery Barn? Ugh. Ugh. And I, I was just like... Up. They, uh, you were just saying how you liked it. They got big, comfy leather chairs. No, just... I, yeah. I want to sit in one of those chairs. Press, I had a oh, you like comfort, right? <laughs> Press, oh. you have a kitchen that spills into a den lounge area where you guys watch probably most of your television. I, I had a question about that because it's sort of like be careful what you wish for when it comes to open floor plan. And mm-hmm. is it too loud at, po- at times? Like when you're trying to watch TV and people are in the kitchen and vice versa, does that get too loud? No. Okay. Yep. We haven't had an issue with that at all. All right. So it's just tell Shut up! <laughs> Shut the hell up! You do that. You do that and all is good. Uh, Trying to watch my home improvement shows! No, we haven't had an issue with that, so that's good. Uh, so anyhow, I-, I think this is a bunch of crap. 
It's a bunch of crap. Not everybody's house looks the same. I mean, really. Really. Have you gone around and looked at everybody's homes? I mean, no. No. But there are trends, like you were saying, Steve. Yes. I mean, it's easy to, to know that. <laughs> Houses used to have vomitoriums, and then they went away. All right, uh, there is an upside to the pandemic you may not have considered. Actually, I think we've talked about this before, but hardly anyone is getting the flu this year. Popular science notes that in 2019, the U.S. had 65,000 recorded cases of the flu between September and late December. And in 2020, that number dropped to just 1,000. Whoa. Yeah. What do they attribute that to? That's ridiculous to uh, to mask wearing and and, uh, sanitizer and all that stuff and, and less contact. So... Uh, it says here um, increased precautions, uh, so increased hand washing, social distancing, avoiding indoor social activities are all helping people avoid catching flu, and more people have gotten flu shots than ever before. There, you, I'm sure that's it because yes. yeah, because it would have mitigated that we wouldn't have had Corona spikes too if people right because people are taking all those precautions and taking the flu shot. I think is the most obvious. You're getting that, and you're getting protected against the flu. We've had Dr. Mike come on the show for years, and a lot of people would be like, oh, I don't know, and it's like. Maybe I'll get it this year. Yeah. You know. Researchers are studying the theory that there's some type of complex interplay between COVID and the flu. And there's also a fear that the flu will come back stronger next season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the experts uh, note that uh, scary scenarios could be avoided if people adapt COVID safety protocols more pre uh, permanently or perhaps make more of a point to get their flu shots as well. There are little basic things that, that I think over the course of the years, like if you have a cold, don't go to work if you can not go to work. And also, if you do, if you think you're coming down with something, don't shake someone's hand. You know, yeah, little, little, yeah. little things that we've had it. We've had sometimes we've had and it's wonderful. People are wonderful. You know, we I'm sure we're going to open up, you know, and have, have you know people back in here and all that stuff. But you'd have someone who's you've was already you shook their hand or they're they're in close proximity. They're talking to you. And then they, oh, I think I'm coming down with something I'm like I'm getting over being sick for a week and a half. I mean, yeah. Today's my first day back in the studio. I wasn't here at all last week. Um, but I have to say, like, not being here last week, I felt good for me not being here. But I really felt good for you guys for me not being here. Yeah. I don't want to get anybody else sick. And there was no... There's no pressure from anybody to come in. You know, I, I, I think there's less pressure now yeah. to come into work I mean, sick. Diarrhea was always a good one. You could always yeah. use that. No one did. But please come in. But I mean, I but if you're coughing up on that, standing, and, yeah. yeah, you know, you just don't want to get your coworkers sick. All right. And then one last thing from the junk draw. You can now bring home the world's newest shade of blue. It is called. Uh, what the hell is this? What? Why? Why would you say this, Casey? Uh, yin. Uh, is that? A... I think that's an uh, that's a ca- capital I. Y in Yemen blue. Yemen. Yemen blue. blue. There's there's a there's a few capital letters in that first word. Do you carry Yemen blue? Or or unless it's Y, lowercase L N, and then capital M. Lowercase. Well, no one's going to order this or want this because you can't pronounce it. Oh my God! Is it blue? It's also known as Oregon blue. Okay. Well, it was accidentally discovered in a lab more than a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, For now, it's available only at a select few places in the U.S. 
What, what do you mean? In what? In, in uh, well, the, the, the lab unleashed pigment? a deadly virus, but we got this blue, too, which is all his hair. But he said it's only available. I, 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 let me continue. Come on, man. A 1.3-ounce tube. Do you notice that her nipple piercings have made her impatient? <laughs> I've noticed. Of it purchased from the Italian from uh, the Italian art store in Maine. So, so a 3-ounce tube will run you $179. Uh, I don't need it. Got it. Yeah. Oh, so it's a combination of words. Following a long regula- regulatory process. What is it? It's yttrium, indium, and manganese. So <laughs> they, they, the Y of yttrium, the IN of indium, and then the MN for manganese makes Y-I-N-M-N blue. I would oh. simply pronounce it yinman. Manganese. A lot no. of people don't even know what that is. Nodules. Uh, following a long regulatory process, the EPA has now approved of the sale of the pigment which was discovered while experimenting with rare earth minerals for electronics or for consumer use. It's really pretty. It's like it a is. deep yeah. royal blue. It's a very pretty blue, but can't you just get a similar blue? Um, Yes, you could. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you guys seen, there's a guy I saw a while back, and I think it was on, it had to have been on, on Twitter. Somebody was posting, there's a guy, they show a video of paint being mixed. Okay, right. so you take the white base yeah. of whatever that is, and then they put the colors in and mix it up. And so when they put the colors in, they're just dropping from a device right. like you would get from a soda machine or something yep. like that. And so the guy sits there and he watches them. And he watches the combinations of colors that they are dropping into the paint. Right. And then he will guess aloud what color it turns out to be once they mix it up. And he nails it every time. And he gets all excited, and and it's like you know, it's fun to watch. It's like, for, it's fun to watch him because of how hmm. into it he is. Hold on, Marissa, you know this guy, right? Well, I haven't seen that guy, but there's another guy on TikTok that has a palette of colors, like all smeared around, and people give him a color, and he just makes it on a whim. Okay. So it'd be like a green, and he'll just mix like a blue and a yellow, and hmm. then he'll put a little red in it, and then he'll put some white in it, and some black, and then some more blue. Yeah. No, this guy, they, they, they add the colors, and then they then they throw it in the paint mixer, and they take it out, and he's so intense about uh, whether he gets it right or not. He's got, like, we're looking at video now, he's got his face, his hand covered, and he starts freaking out when they open it up, and he usually gets it right. It's um, pretty, it's bizarrely um, entertaining. Have you seen that app that people are using that is apparently uh, incredibly accurate? It is a, you use the camera of your phone, obviously, you hold it up. Over the color, and it will identify that color with, a, like, maroon glacé. It will, oh, really? It will specify to that yeah. level of shade. No. I saw a purple house on Saturday. I was uh, interested to find out, like, what actual shade of purple that at the, was. At the beach or up here? At the beach. You should have knocked on the door. You can't have a purple house up here. I'm terrible at at identifying colors by name. You know, yeah. I'll look at something and be, okay, that's that's purple. And then and I'll hear, no, that's not purple. It's yeah. And I'm not yeah, colorblind. Uh that's uh you know, that is uh, one of these more intricate named that's lavender. Pores, lavender yeah. or or something like that or you know, and I just I, I can't I'm just bad with colors. You could just clearly say, it's plebum. Yeah. Well this house was lavender, but I just said purple because you know what purple is. Right. right? And so I'd rather than confuse people but it was a really unless, light unless you're unless you're really uh, if you're like when you're house painting you you get a little bit more of an education on different colors but for the most part i don't think you yeah doesn't you know what you like and you that house don't. on new jersey avenue no it was actually in um either stone harbor or um, oh, okay avalon 
I can't remember which. I want to say it was Avalon. Because there's a purple one in Wildwood, too. There's purple trim on it. and looks out yeah. of place. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Okay. You can be more outlandish, obviously, with your colors down at the, the shore. Right? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. people can be a little bit more bold yes. in their color choices on the house. Do you think it's a bit of a blessing to be like Nick Murphy and be colorblind? No. Because you don't have to no. worry about this nonsense. No, it's so beautiful. All right. Uh, but he out. has, doesn't he, doesn't he have the, the, does he have the glasses that will no. come? No, he's shaking his head. Yeah. No, he's in the other room right now. My son is is has a colorblind, uh, a slight colorblind really? issue. Yeah, with a certain color. Yeah, it's, it's green and red. Or t- I'm, oh, really? I'm not sure specifically which ones. He doesn't mention it that often. We got him diagnosed so many years ago, huh. and we never really. I knew a guy who who had the green and red thing, and we would play golf. And somebody bought him red golf tees. Now the thing is, oh is you're playing on green grass, <gasps> oh, he couldn't find so he couldn't find a tee. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, it's right there, dude. He's like, I can't see it. <laughs> oh my god, that's crazy! It out. Oh, that's hilarious. I can't smell colors. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's how Poor Nick Murphy is, right? It's just certain colors. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. What are we doing here? Uh, nah, nothing. Okay. All right. Ah. You were telling me to wrap it up? Yeah. What? Okay, I think we got to do that. So there's a new blue if you want it. It's called Nying Nying Blue. Yeah, yeah. Nying Nying. All right. All right. And that's all we have time for in the junk drawer. We're going to break because when we get back, we have an opportunity for you to be $500 Richard. We all... Richard. <laughs> Whatever. Richard. I'm $500 Richard. <laughs> Richer. Okay. I think. Uh, I'd say do that. $500 Richard. All right, we're going to take a break and come back and maybe make you $500 Richard. Richard. So stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Dude, if somebody named Richard wins. Oh, my God. I'll <laughs> freak the hell out. Stay with us. Richard. It's MMR's. Uh, there's no sad in your dough, is there? There is not, sir. There is not. Nice. Yeah, I'm awesome now because I've won $500. You have indeed. Good money. No sad dough. Robert, what's up? I just won $500. Nice job, my man. $500 with no sense. Listen even hours, weekdays. That's 8 and 10 a.m., noon, 2, 4, 6, and 8 p.m. Get the keyword and text it to 45911 or enter it via WMMR.com or our app to also get qualified for the $10,000 grand prize. No sense. $500 of 93.3-WMMR. Everything that rocks, you guys are awesome. I appreciate that, and I hope the money comes in handy. It will. Thank you very much, sir. See official rules at WMMR.com. Uh, we will get, we're just a little less than a minute away from your chance mm-hmm. to win $500, so we'll get that in a moment. I took my bike. Casey and company gave me a bicycle Everybody for my my birthday today. Everybody, so everybody was in on that. Everybody was in on it. Yeah, Uh, and so I just took it for a ride around the halls, and I think our our new morning guy at uh, the fanatic. (laughs) <laughs> I think I gave, I gave him a surprise. Is he in the the, the, the office at no. the far end? Oh, of the is corner? he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He might John be. Kincaid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I came strolling by. Hey, John. Like, bling, bling. <laughs> hey, man, how you doing? It's got a little bell on my bike. <laughs> John's nice. a good guy. Yeah, that was nice. You definitely need a bell. All right. Uh, yeah, I know because there's people walking down the halls. Absolutely, I mean, I yeah. it'd be reckless otherwise when you're riding your bike around the office. Warn them that I was coming down the hall. All right, it's ten o'clock. We can do this now. Ninety-three-three WMMR presents. We have $500 up for grabs right now. All you need to do is get a hold of this keyword, and I'll tell you what to do with it. It's GAIN, G-A-I-N, and you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter it. There are three ways that you can do it. Via text to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. 
Or if you'd like to be entered in the $10,000 grand prize, you should enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins 500 bucks in our company-wide contest. That person will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone in order to win. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com. And it is sponsored by Stakem. Once again, the word is gain. G-A-I-N. Good luck to you. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, we'll go through a few stories in this version of the B-File. We'll begin with this one. A group of people fishing 65 miles off the coast of Florida had a very close encounter with a great white shark on Thursday. Uh Uh-oh. Pete Lambie and Gretchen Cooper took video of what they said was an 18-foot great white shark swimming up to their boat and biting its motor. Whoa. Uh, The shark came within inches of Lambie, by the way. Uh, the group, which I see you, Lambie. included Lambie, Cooper, and two others, Captain Tyler Levesque and Erica Allman of Girls That Fish. They played with the shark for an hour, and apparently the captain got close enough to pet the animal Aww. after feeding it some fish. Sometimes Aww. if you rub their belly, they turn over. Is that what happens? Yeah. Ah, they start purring. <laughs> Naughty. Dude, the thing is huge. Yeah. <laughs> it is 18 Stop it. feet long. <laughs> Uh, the group said they've never seen anything like oh, it man. in their lives. Pretty wild. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Two men have been arrested for allegedly robbing a group of women they had purportedly stopped to help with car trouble. Please. Oh, that sucks. In Sioux Falls, South Dakota, say three women were experiencing car problems early Saturday morning. They called a friend for help. The supposed buddy showed up soon after with two other men. Police said the men then led the women to an apartment complex where one of them pulled out a gun, stole a backpack from the one of the women, and then tried to steal the car but couldn't get it to start. This is the person they called for help. Yeah. Would Police, it help if we robbed you? Police say one of the suspects, 30-year-old Sean Michael Long, was already in custody on federal charges and now faces robbery and possession of a stolen of stolen vehicle charges. Another suspect was arrested on the same charges, and a third has yet to be formally charged in the incident. I kind of liked him. Ew! That's <laughs> 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 right the house. house. Yeah. <laughs> a teenager was arrested after authorities said that he managed to steal nearly a million dollars from the grocery store where he worked. Whoa. Trey Brown, 19 years old, was taken into custody after scamming the Kroger that he worked at out of more than $980,000 over a two-week period. It's for a frat party. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, a pledging of fraternity. Yeah, $900,000 worth of meat in my shirt. So Brown credited more than 40 returns of non-existent items in December and oh, January. That's a Th- scam. Those returns, which ranged in price uh, from $75 to more than $87,000. What can you get at a supermarket for $87,000? I'm not really sure. I was wondering the same thing. Uh, they were then placed Lamborghini on, spill on aisle five on several credit <laughs> cards. Uh, police said Brown used his stolen money to buy two cars, clothes, guns, and new shoes. Now, what I can think of is maybe if you work at like at a Costco or something like that. Sure, but not at a Kroger, a standard grocery store. This actually uh, years ago when I was working at the bookstore, Beatle Bookstore. This is something that an employee was doing the exact same thing, President. Fake returns wow. and pocketing the money. The investigation began after corporate employees from Kroger noticed the fraudulent transaction, transactions and contacted police. 
Police said Brown, who they believed worked at the fuel center, stole the money while an employee tasked with flagging fraudulent <clears throat> transactions was on vacation for two weeks. A large sum of money. You worked almost up almost a million dollars worth of uh, that that sort of take in just two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Two uh, weeks. So a large sum of money was returned to the grocery chain following the teen's arrest, but it wasn't immediately clear how much was recovered. That's insane. Uh, Brown was charged with one count of felony theft by taking and released from the county jail. Uh, the same day, an $11,000 bond. Wow. <laughs> Here's a couple that were arrested Friday with calling in a false bomb threat to a preschool. Prosecutors say they called in threats on January 12th and again on Thursday because one of them didn't want to go to work that day. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. You could just call in sick. Yeah. So Janet Porzelt and Evan Hauserman were charged with two counts apiece of making a false bomb report and two counts apiece of making terrorist threats. Hauserman made the threat to Primrose School because Porzelt, uh, an employee of the school, did not want to go to work and still wanted to be paid for a full day. Oh, okay. Hauserman used an anonymous texting application with a fake phone number to call in the threats. After the first call, the preschool was evacuated, uh, and everybody had to go out in a 36-degree weather. And on Thursday, after the second threat, the preschool evacuated more than 90 people, including infants who had to be rolled into the parking lot in cribs. Mm. Both suspects admitted their roles in the scheme. Police did not say what job Porzelt had at the preschool. So he's probably risking losing his job because of this, right? I would think so. <laughs> a Georgia couple on a high-speed car chase with cops tried to hide their weed by actually eating it. Uh, passenger well, that's a flashback. Brian, yeah, totally. That's what you yeah. would do. So a passenger, Brian Turney, allegedly ate a bag of pot, and driver Whitney Bailey allegedly hid marijuana <laughs> in a body cavity during the chase. And did the cop car pass around them, Preston? <laughs> uh, no. The chase. I remember that. And Cheech and Chong, yeah, yeah, they yeah. are eating, I mean, they're eating mouthfuls, and the car, <laughs> cop car passes around them. Oh, wait, that's a different movie. That that was, um, uh, I know that movie. Yeah. Uh, Gabe Kaplan was in it, and it was called The Fish That Ate Pittsburgh. Cincinnati. Or something like that. Yeah, The, the Fish That Ate Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I think, yeah. One of was those that movies. it? Okay. But anyway, now there was another one in, in where they, they start eating all the acid. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it, yeah. And then he throws up all over the place. But anyhow, the chase, and that was in Cheech and Chong. Uh, the chase began when the owner of a Nissan sedan reported that he loaned the car to Bailey, but she refused to return it. Cops uh, tracked Bailey in the stolen car and stopped her when they had boxed her in. Mm. Officers approached the car and found Turner sitting in the passenger seat with marijuana in his mouth and on his clothes. And there's some in my ass. Uh, police, <laughs> police said, make sure you check my ass. Yeah, check my ass. Police say Bailey stuffed pot into her body but didn't reveal where. Yeah, it's probably, I, I'm figuring that. Cooch, right? She d- was taken to a hospital, <laughs> right? Right. Well, why don't you check the cooch? To remove the marijuana from body, uh, charged with theft, eluding an officer, and reckless driving. You can keep the butt pot. So they, <laughs> <laughs> they had to face some charges. And there you go. We'll end with that. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, you got about seven and a half minutes left. Time enough for you to get in on a chance to win $500 with our No Sad Dough giveaway contest. So, the word is gain. That's what you need to enter, gain. You can do it through our special text number, which is 45911, or enter it through the MMR app or at WMMR.com. But do it now. Gain is the word. We're going to take a break. We'll give something else away with a uh, lesson question for today. Trash and Music News coming up and more. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. 
back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Permanent Waves. be my favorite Rush album. And Free Will E. E. <laughs> Thank you for... Yeah, Free Willy. That was a good movie. <laughs> never saw it. You never saw no. Free Willy? I never knew you had a pierced nipple either. Oh, my God. <laughs> Amazing thing. Oh, my God. Everyone's I, learning about each other. I loved that movie. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yes, yeah? I did. Huh. What was... Uh, what Michael Jackson song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was yeah. There, there was Michael Jackson Homie, had a connection, right? Billy Jean. Wow, okay. And then there was a Free Willy too, wasn't there? Yes. Yep. And yeah. it, it was yeah. nowhere near as good as the original first mm. Willy. Mm. Um, but saying that is Free Willy uh play on were they getting cute with the title? Was it Free Will and then Free Willy? I don't know. His name was Willie, and they freed him. I know, but what you did they name him Willie? <laughs> it's not that complicated. So that they, so can, that they name can call it Free Willie, meaning free will, allowing this creature to have his it's own will. life and live free. on his own. Man, they made four of those movies. Four? What? There was one that came out in 2010 with uh, Bindi Irwin and Bo Bridges. Yes, and there was one where Free Willie mm-hmm. um, actually uh, got an accounting degree. Wow. Yeah. Was it? Uh, a sequel or was it a remake? It was the fourth one. I guess it was a, a sequel, no, the, but it was kind of like the Air Buds. You know, after a while, they just started making more and more of those movies. And there's Air Bud Golden Receiver, and you know, they people just, stopped paying. There attention. was Free Willy yeah. versus Air Bud. It was a, a battle royale. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Obviously, the killer whale won. Hmm. All right. Uh, glad we got that all out of the way. Yes. Uh, we're going to move on now to today's lesson question, and we are going to give away as a prize a. 50, What's oh, going on here? I'm scared. There we go. Let's try Hold that. me. Hey, Willie. $50 Metro uh, Diner gift card. And the question, we have a number of uh, questions we could go with here. Let's see. Uh, I already gave away the thing about Kathy's nipple. That could have been the question. <laughs> how, Man. how about this? Uh, which security company is much safer than ADT? Is that a little... Is that too cryptic? Do you think somebody will get that? Somebody will get, somebody it. get it. What security company is much safer than ADT? It was in a bizarre file story we had earlier this morning. And while you're calling in, we'll do the trash. See if we can get an answer. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And let's get right to it. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Steve Harvey opened up about what he thinks of Michael B. Jordan dating his daughter, Lori. The Family Feud host says Jordan was all class and actually took time to seek the approval of both Harvey and his mustache. Oh, my God. (laughs) Priyanka Chopra. Saying it was her husband, Nick Jonas's audaciousness that first attracted her to him. Chopper recalls she had never met Jonas when he walked up to her outside her father's wake and asked, Guess who has a boner? Oh my hey! <laughs> and finally, a lawyer, a lawyer, excuse me, for Army Hammer responding to claims being made by his ex-girlfriend Paige Lorenz concerning Hammer's fascination with cannibalism. Hammer's lawyer says he was never serious about it, despite making Lorenz sleep in a slow cooker. <laughs> And that's your Hollywood track. All righty. Thank you, Steve. We'll see if uh, somebody has the answer. We may not get somebody on this. Uh-huh. We'll try, but I've got like one or two calls, and none of them are on hold yet, which is not usually a good sign. But uh, the question that was asked this morning is, which security company is much safer than ADT? Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number, and I will go to Ed and see if he knows. Ed, good morning. 
Hey, how you doing? This uh Chuck Berry. Yeah, 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 Chuck, yeah. Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry's right. right into it. I love that. You got it, buddy. Hang He's on a, a second. Busy guy. Chuck Berry security. And <laughs> there it is. That was quick. It's the free Willy song. Hey, Jay. Everybody. Uh, Even people with nipple piercings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ed got it right. We're giving him a $50 Metro Diner gift card. Welcome to 2021 with the Waffle uh, Evolution. Metro Diner launched three stuffing waffles. Stuffing waffles? Yeah, piled high with comforting toppings like sausage gravy and chicken tenders. Stacked on a waffle, pressed from savory stuffing. Visit MetroDiner.com to view their menu today. So there you go. You remember how Free Willy had a flaccid fin? <laughs> I yes. do. It was kind of flumped over on the side. All right, we should do music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, just a few things to get to, and we will start with uh, Amy Lee of Evanescence. She received the Powerhouse Award on Friday's uh, ninth annual She Rocks Award show. During the red carpet portion of the event, Lee had spoken about the title of the upcoming project that she has called The Bitter Truth. Uh, She said, every day I have a new thing. I'm like, that's The Bitter Truth. And right now it's hard because it's a lot of things that aren't funny or smiley to say. But I think the fact that we're facing a lot of these realities is really healthy and we have to. Uh, There has to be a moment for us to go, okay, we're broken. This is messed up. And it's not going to change if we just keep pretending like it isn't here. Uh, So facing these injustices with sexism, racism, and so much more that are happening around the world, it's time. And the bitter truth is that we do have to go through these growing pains and face this in order to get to a better place. So as hard as as it is and as scary as it has been at times, I'm looking forward to a better tomorrow for not just myself but for my son and the people that are coming after us. So the bitter truth will be released on March 26. You know, it just dawned on me that um, they didn't actually free the whale that played Willie. <laughs> they just, right? They let him escape. No, right? they didn't. They kept that whale captive. He means the actor, the whale. Yeah. Uh, oh, no, they, they did. Used. They actually did let him, and he he, he, he died. Oh. He did. Well, there's the happy yeah, yeah. ending. Well, he had been. He was uh, unaccustomed to living out in the wild. Yeah, after a while, <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to let him live out there. Yeah, they're, they're right. not going to have a shot out in the wild. So they they set him free, and and he was immediately captured and ground up into the uh, dog food. Oh my god, uh, Keiko, <laughs> yeah, was the one who played yeah. uh, Willie in the film. He, uh, he 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 tried to bite the prop of an ocean liner and had his head cut off. <laughs> oh my god, I did eventually watch that. Um, the documentary Blackfish. Oh, that's a tough oh, one. It's yeah. pretty wild. That's a tough one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they talked to Keiko during that. Uh, they did. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> I hated being that I wasn't, was not being a good actor or nothing. I didn't like it. Huh. They didn't, they didn't take care of me, and I was not, I don't think I was treated well. Keiko's not, not used to doing interviews. No, he's not. wasn't. Couldn't, yeah. uh, I couldn't even, like, they wouldn't even let me have my thin food to get my thin up. And I'm done talking. I don't like this. <laughs> okay. Why? Right, what was what was the uh, the movie the Dolphin's Tale? Dolphin's Tale is that another did, one. The dolphin didn't have the tail, I remember? Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't like it. They had to put a prosthetic. They yeah. They had a prosthetic. He's in uh, Clearwater. Clearwater. Yes. Yeah. They yeah. made a few of those, too. They made a few of those, too. <laughs> Several of those movies, yeah. Like Airbud. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Did they? I, yes. I, I didn't like it. <laughs> Jesus 
Yeah, you can go see that golf, that dolphin. That golfin? <laughs> yeah. The golfin. The, the golfin. 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 The majestic animal. There should golfin. be a golfin dolphin. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's an unbelievable trick. If you go to Florida, you can go golfing and then see the dolphin. Right. My buddy Kevin. Uh, Morgan Freeman's a guy. <laughs> he's uh he lives down there, and he scrubs that tank. He volunteers. He's Guess a, who scrubs that tank? <laughs> well, it's kind of a cool thing. Like, yeah. He's got a scuba, his scuba certification, yeah. so he volunteers, and he goes to the tank, and he scrubs away. Is that your friend yeah. that used to work at Great Adventure? No, that's Dave. Oh. And uh, Dave actually worked at SeaWorld. Yeah. Um, he raises the golfing. He worked SeaWorld, I believe the SeaWorld in Cleveland, and if you recall... Not that long ago, there was a killer whale who uh, turned on its trainer, yes. and he knew that person, oh, and yes. that was uh, maybe in all San Diego. Up, right? Yeah. What are you taking all that crap from the yeah. trainer for? Wait, no, it killed the trainer. Yeah, right? yeah. it did. Yeah. Killed the well, trainer, yeah. was probably in Blackfish, right? Um, maybe. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. They, they cover a lot of that yeah. in, in the movie Blackfish. Yeah, for, guess uh, what? They're supposed to be in the wild. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and sometimes they're... Inhumane, it's not, it's not normal, inhumane treatment led to them turning on their their trainers. Keiko, this is music news. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go back to that. Uh, former Guns N' Roses guitarist Gilby Clark spoke candidly on how the um, ascendance of grunge pretty much stripped the band of the street cred, or ascendance of grunge, I'm sorry, pretty much uh, stripped the band of their street cred that they had earned up through the early 90s. He said, it's it's ascendance. He said, uh, you can tell the style of music was really starting to change, and Guns N' Roses were a little slower to adapt because in our world, everything was great. We were still selling out stadiums. We were selling 20 million records. It didn't really affect us until we came off the road like in 94. Although grunge and his top artist uh, didn't take the band by surprise, how swiftly Guns N' Roses was passed over by fans definitely did. So he tells this story saying Axel was always on top of that stuff. He loved Nirvana. You know, he loved Soundgarden, Pearl Jam. And we really noticed a big change when we got off the road. One thing that struck, that stuck with Slash and I, when we were coming out of the rainbow one time, and this is around 92, 93, somebody saw Slash and goes, oh, my God, look, it's Slash. But they were laughing like he was a cartoon character, not Slash from Guns N' Roses, you know, which uh, he said three or four years before that was the coolest effing thing on the planet. And all of a sudden they were a laughing stock. So things did switch. Do you think, and and this is true, that that was sort of the uh, curtain coming down for a lot of these bands. Mm -hmm. But I think Guns N' Roses could have had the adaptability. I think that they, listen, they, they, they stayed relevant yeah um, it, but they shot themselves in the foot so much in the in the mid 90s right know? yeah they, they had they had a couple of pr problems with rose yeah. being late and freaking out at, at shows yeah. and then they, they weren't writing as great of music you no. know once the spaghetti incident came out and we were like mm. really yeah. okay this isn't a really good record so that's part of it they weren't writing the songs anymore the music they wrote for free willy was not no no <laughs> but but what the difference was is what some bands got killed like the more glam side of rock, like Warrant, Poison, and Poison, Boy. and those guys were no longer viable. Guns N' Roses still had some cred to them, and I, I think they if could they had, had they kept writing uh, better music, then they would have they would have continued. I agree. Them, I agree. I, I I think to Nick to your point, they 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 effed up a lot, of, a lot of their opportunity. Yep, and probably a lot of it had to do with Axel's ego, you know, more than yeah, anything. Big time. All right, and then one last story uh, out now is perhaps uh, the definitive look at Paul McCartney's touring career with the band Wings. 
Uh, the self-published book by Adrian Allen, titled Wings Live on Tour in the 70s, it chronicles all of McCartney's tours with the band between 1972 and 79, including a look at the aborted 1980 shows in Japan, the band's legendary 31 1976, 31 date 1976 Wings Over America tour of North America is covered over 40 pages. The book delves into all of the performances and apropos live studio work by McCartney across all five full band versions of the band. You gonna get it? Complete with info on uh, venues and opening acts. Maybe. Uh, I Your liked, birthday. I liked Wings. I did too. I, I liked Wings an awful lot. Um, so I, I'd be interested to see what it was what it was like. A rock book that I am anticipating on getting, because it's the only thing I asked for for my birthday today, is uh, Neil Peart. There is a um, an illustrated quote book mm-hmm. uh, that is coming that has come out this week. And Nick, you and I actually got an email from somebody who recommended it. Yeah. So I had asked for that for my birthday. So I'm assuming that I will get that uh, today. I read a book uh, years ago. It was sort of the same thing, a quote book of uh, Keiko, the whale who played oh, Free Willy. Really? Right. Uh, and it was not a lot. <laughs> okay. uh, you know that. He was a very introspective, very um, illuminating sort of guy, wasn't he, Neil Peart? Uh, yeah, he was. He was very introspective and and very intense. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I'm listening to an audio book of of one that he had written a while back um, right now, and it's it's opening up some interesting things. One one of the things on the negative side is he really didn't like the Beatles, and I'm like, <gasps> really? oh wow. But he gives his reasons why, and and he oh. understands their relevance. But for a personal reason, he he doesn't really he wasn't really into them. He didn't he didn't read the audio version, did he? Uh, no. Okay, it's uh, Jackie Mason. It's Jackie yeah. Mason that did it. Yes, exactly. I, really I, I love the drums. He was looking for work. <laughs> I think the last week I told you, I choose free will. Why do I choose free will? An inter- free? interesting guy, and it, and it's in, it, what's interesting about it is, you know, and as we admire our our idols, I know, and would like to maybe engage with them. There's no way I could have ever been friends the with this guy. Sucked, you know. And it's not—it's not just that. It's just his personality type wouldn't have meshed with yeah. mine at all. Golf but you is know for pussies. <laughs> yeah. But the but the music is what is what the music and the I lyrics know. and I all know. that stuff is is uh, and and his performance on his instrument are what really speaks to me. He also disapproved of your extracurricular activities in concert. If you recall, yes, he you looked know, at you specifically. He gave me a guilt stare yeah. as <laughs> I was smoking a joint. <laughs> Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> this young man over here, this wasted youth is smoking marijuana. I was so disappointed. And that is not something that's going to lead you down a path of productivity, young man. If I would Put have had, that away. If I would have had a chance to, to Take the porn out of your briefcase. Before he died, I wouldn't have asked him about seeing me specifically, yeah. but... Uh, you know, he makes observations in his books like that where he would look out into the audience and see certain things. Yeah. And I would have asked him about what it was like to see, you know, young people maybe using drugs and doing things like that at his concerts and if, if he had thoughts about it. So, anyhow, yeah. I would have led into that, but I felt so disappointed. If you I, felt, I felt he would have been disappointed in me. I felt ashamed. <laughs> you are such a disappointment. When uh, When he would see me, when he saw me. Smoking weed in the second row. Stop, stop. <laughs> that man right there, that young man there, smoking pot, underachieving, unproductive, drag on society. Why don't you get up on stage yeah. here and explain? Come on up and tell everyone why you've elected to be a drag on society <laughs> instead of a productive member. What row were you in? Second row. Oh my God. Second row. I had. I had. I waited this out. This is a bummer. I, 
<laughs> I waited in line for tickets, and I happened to get the the, uh, the the magic number was called, and I got up there early, and I got second row center, dead center between his two drum sets. It was the, the Grace Under Pressure Tour. Stop, stop, stop. Every show, there's one person smoking pot. One person. It's this guy right here. With, what, what even kind of hairstyle is that? It's a mullet back then. Oh, my God. Oh, so ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, their song's called Subdivisions. It's about him. <laughs> Stop. 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 <laughs> All right. Um, wait a minute. Disappointment is what you are. Uh, we have a caller. On Do we? The line. I'm going to go to them. Uh, hi, caller. Who is this? This is Karen. Hi, Karen. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. Karen, why are you calling? I'm calling because I am $500 richer. Oh! Oh! Wow. wow. Karen, you were supposed to say that your name is Richard. <laughs> it says here on the screen, ask their name, uh, and she was supposed to say Richard. Yeah. Richard. Because I was going to freak out if somebody named Richard. Was- <laughs> oh, that would have been great. All right. That's okay. Karen's a nice name, too. Yeah. And you put up with enough being named yeah. Karen anyway. So, Karen, how about $500? Does that sound good? Oh, my God. That sounds awesome. It's amazing. Wonderful. Where are you from? What do you do? Tell us just a little bit about you. Um, Pennsylvania. I'm staying home with my kids. Um, that's pretty much it. Long time, long time MMR fan. Yeah, probably for uh, about 20 or so years. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. Excellent. Well, watch Free Willy today. Yeah, please do. In in honor of uh, of Neil winning Pierce. this money and and of our friend Richard, watch it. Uh, but listen, no, we're just happy that uh, that that you are a long time fan of the of the station and the show. And just as a little thank you for listening. And being so loyal, we'll give you $500. Congratulations. Thank you so much, and happy birthday. Uh, thank oh. you very much. I appreciate that. Karen, everybody. Yay! She'll always be Richard to us. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in uh, just a second, get ready to wrap the whole thing up. Stay with us. What's new? Why do you ask? Corey Taylor. Larkin Poe. Chris Stapleton. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. About ready to wrap the whole thing up. We had two No Sad Dough winners today. I was pretty happy. That's pretty damn good. We love that. Yeah. Let's make it seven, man. Let's do it. Let's do a clean sweep all day long. Your next shot of winning is coming up at noon, and then at 2, and at 4, and at 6, and at 8 p.m. And it's easy to follow along and to uh, play. By the way, I had a few texts, and it was too late for me to say anything. Um, when we when we give the word, you know, I will spell it out. Yes. Uh, somebody was at, people, I had a few texts that were saying, did he say game or gain? <laughs> I'm like, well, I spelled it, G-A-I-N. If you spell game, G-A-I-M, I don't know, you know, so... You have other so, issues. So listen You need closely. $500 for spelling lessons. We'll spell it for you, and I did spell it like three times, so we're doing what we can. We try. We, we try as hard we, as we can. We want you to win, big time, okay? So, I mean, we're good people. We just talked about Free Willy. Yeah, come on, for crying out loud. If, we're t- if people are talking about Free Willy... You know they gotta be good. Come here, come gather around. <laughs> What? 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 
Why would he say that? I don't know. Why would you pierce your nipple? Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I should probably shut up. Lady nipples. <laughs> Today has been a great day. Th- I want to thank you guys. Number one, let me thank uh, our guest, Billy Gardell. Yeah. On the show this morning. Uh, I want to thank you guys for getting me a new bicycle. Oh. Used down the shore uh, when the weather eventually warms up. I'm excited about that. It's a cool looking bike. It's it a, is. It's a, it's a cruiser. It's a beach yeah. cruiser. And it's real easy to ride. But I want to thank, more than anybody, Kathy for sharing the story about getting her nipple pierced. Yeah. Because that was yeah. a revelation. That we had, oh, yeah. she, Now, for those who missed the story, no, she doesn't have one now. This is back in, like, college, college. days. and But we have... We've known each other now for a gazillion years, and I've never heard that story. Nipple and before. belly piercing. Yeah. We had no idea. Had no Somebody's idea. so needle-phobic. Yeah. You did? What? You had a nipple? I did. Piercing. Really? Yes. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I had one, too. I thought you had two. I had foot surgery, and then um, it grew back before I could put it back in. Okay. Pierre's on my bicycle. That's why he's, he's uh, trying. He sounds it's going to end bad. Uh, yeah. When's the last time you rode a bike, man? Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and there he goes. There he goes. He's off. There you go. Nice. Yeah. I hope All you right. enjoyed your present. I know. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah, he stopped. Yeah. Oh, he stopped before he made it to the end. Nice. It's a beach cruiser. It's got a nice big saddle on it. Very comfortable for the hiney. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, some of these smaller seats on uh, on bicycles can be... A little bit painful if you're yeah. on them too long, but yeah. those things you can ride on forever, which is pretty cool. For years, the only way to stop a bike was you'd push back on the pedals, old school. Yep. And then everyone got used to the handbrakes, and sometimes you almost forgot press. I did. Because yeah, yeah. the, the mountain bikes that we have, we have a hybrid bikes, actually, and so that it's all uh, in the handbrakes, and I came around the corner and <laughs> forgot this is an old school using the pedal brake. It's got the bell on it. Isn't that cool? It's way cool. It was a birthday gift for me. I love it. I love the great uh, metallic color, too. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Wow. Sweet. Wow. That's playing the opening of uh, the uh, Rush song. <laughs> oh, that's right. Uh, so like YYZ yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so. very much so. How you doing, man? Excellent. Did you have a great weekend? I uh, I did. Wonderful. How about, yeah, well, and a happy birthday. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, it was nice. Very nice. Very, very enjoyable. Nice. Uh, let's do the letter of the day. Okay. It's the first one. Here we go. Al K. Preston and Steve <laughs> on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, and the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. Always an owl. All right, and we have uh, from Stateside Vodka a case of award-winning vodka with four custom Stateside Rocks glasses. Stateside pre- uh, products are available at your local liquor store and now shipping nationwide, so you can send to all of your friends and family out of town as well. Visit statesidevodka.com for deals, or details, I'm sorry, and I'm sure there's deals, too. Of course. You must be 21 to enter and win, so we will give that away on Friday. Got some good stuff planned today, man? I do. Uh, no sad dough, noon and 2 p.m. You just got Richard calling in, which uh, was great. <laughs> uh, she was very good. Um, interesting name, though, uh, Richard, for, for her. But, uh, it's I Richard liked Lena. It. Yeah, very much so. And uh, then we'll have noon and two for no sad dough. Then we will have workforce blocks, which include Allison Chains. Uh, yesterday would have been Warren Zevon's birthday, so always fun to play a block of that great man. And in honor of another great man, uh, for uh, a friend of ours, we're going to do workforce block of Jimmy Buffett. Oh, 
I mean Rush. Ah! <laughs> Excellent. We played two Rush songs this morning. I so heard. Uh, nice. I heard. Sounds nice. Thanks, man. I'll be yeah. listening. Okay. For sure. Uh, let me thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan. Brought to you by Duncan Official Coffee, the President Steve Show. And by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Uh, tomorrow on the show, this is cool. Uh, we have him on. We've had him on a few times throughout the years. But Dr. Kenneth uh, Lacover, Lacovera. Uh, is going to be on. He is our dinosaur expert. He's amazing. And there's been a couple of stories recently where some discoveries have been made. They found living dinosaurs. No, no they have not way. found living yes. dinosaurs, but they've found some really big <laughs> ones oh, and right. stuff like that. So we'll talk to uh, Dr. Kennedy. He's a fascinating guy. Uh, and we'll get into whatever else we can get into. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a wonderful day. And we'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. God, I love the Preston and Steve show. This is a great thing you guys are doing. This is Isaac with Daughter Disposal. I'm located in Birdsboro, Pennsylvania. I have 10, 15, and 20 cubic yard dumpster rentals. Give me a call, 484-374-3157 to schedule a delivery. I will take your load cheap. Have a good day, y'all. Next message. Hello, my name is Tara Duke. I am one of the co-owners of Off the Rail. We are a bar and grill located in Media, Pennsylvania. Our website is offtherailmedia.com, and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. We are media's only rooftop bar that offers outside dining, adult beverages, live music, sporting events, and private events. Come check out all the Philadelphia sports events on our big screen projector. We look forward to seeing you. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.